Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Muse Podcast, Episode 7. This week, Briggs and I welcome Blake Seal Jr. Blake is another killer, a local guy from around the Portsmouth area. Uh, let's see, he's in a number of bands. Let me look him up. He's getting, uh, he's in New Legs, which is kind of his his main band. He's in Alcoa, where he plays guitar, and he's also in Peter Squire's Handsome Band. Um, I believe he plays drums in that band as well. Um, Blake just stands right up and represents. Uh, comes in from maybe a different angle than some of the other artists we've had on so far. Blake talks a lot about the alternative scene around here. Um, I like to believe that people will always find a way to listen to great music, to listen to interesting new music. And uh, in Blake's case, you know, to, to find places to play that are maybe off the beating, beaten path. Uh, we started talking about some of the other alternative scenes around here too, Wrong Brain and Dover. And uh, we have some interesting things coming up from um, people who are associated with that group as well. So anyway, as far as rock and roll is concerned, it's still alive. It's out there. We just got to go. Sometimes you got to look a little harder to find it. Blake uh, played three pretty amazing songs. I-, I was knocked out with how present the guy is when he sings. Um, you know, you can just hear every word coming out of his mouth. Uh, he the he finishes the podcast with an amazing tribute to uh, one of his friends who uh, who lost his battle with heroin, and uh, it's a it's a hell of a song. So, anyway, get in touch with us, musepodcast.com Hit the contact button. Uh, you can always see us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Muse Podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been subscribing on iTunes and is listening. Um, you can always just look it up on your podcast app, The Muse Podcast. And uh, there you go. We should be worldwide at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Seal Jr. Covering on the couch Before the cat or the buttons I'm out in and of Consciousness I'm sure That I will have nothing to say to you Come morning I'll barely remember The things we said Well, fill in the blanks then smells just like piss and alcohol I'm cold and I'm sober and I must have slept on my neck wrong there's a pin shut the base of my spine I talk to you like you were a human being for the first time since you were just 13 years old keep drinking you might feel better 
What a killer song, man! Wow. Do you mind talking about it? Uh, sure. So I'm not, uh, I'm not really too familiar with it myself yet because I, <laughs> uh, I, I finished. Well, I've had the, I've had the uh, guitar parts sitting around for, for probably about a month now. Uh, but I was coming on today and I was like, hey, this is some good incentive to, for me to, uh, to actually finish something because I haven't finished something in a while. Uh, so I wrote it in the. Um, Waiting room at, at Jiffy Lube, but my oil was is, was being changed today. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, hang on. Uh, bring the uh, mic a little closer all to right. you there. You can just actually slide the whole thing over and make yourself comfy there. Take your time. It's all good. Beauty. Great. There we go. So it took you like twenty minutes. Well, I mean, or was this like the slow Jiffy Lube? <laughs> it was. A, I mean, it was. It was not the jiffiest of lubes, but. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> It was good. We, uh, uh, you know, I had a discussion with a with a gentleman with an oxygen tank, and he, uh, you know, wished me good luck at my uh, on my thing tonight, which he didn't really understand uh, <laughs> what what exactly it was. And yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, approaching my twentieth birthday in the in the next couple of uh, couple of weeks here, and I'm uh, which birthday? Twenty eight. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm sort of I'm sort of hitting the like shit i'm getting old kind of right. kind of feeling right now and yeah. and like you know the the beers are hitting me a little bit harder the next day and <laughs> and and i'm my back hurts and i'm not as yeah. you know flexible and fun as i used to be and you know so <laughs> <laughs> not it, even 30 yet no, i know man <laughs> Run downhill it, from there no no it's bullshit <laughs> it, it totally lubes out and you just feel great for the rest of your life so. perfect I'm, i'll look forward to it yeah f- 15 years in the <laughs> restaurant industry is not treating treating the body well um but yeah i mean it's about it's about like i don't know it's it's funny little moments from from like every really drunk like high school or college or post-college party i ever went to and they just kind of get smashed together into like one massive <laughs> not fun party in my head but like i still kind of like super miss the like super sad weird awkwardness of that phase of your life right because even if it's sad and weird it's you know the best times of that you've ever had so that, that shit comes through on that song absolutely That's almost dead on what i got out of it yeah it's yeah it actually hit me a little like halfway through i'm like fuck like yeah, it yeah. it's a real easy memory right right yeah and and you know it's 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 funny your your acceptable comfort level how how like it just it just escalates is like i mean i'm like looking at the room that we're in and i'm thinking about like you know how i've recorded like definitely recorded records in like dirt floor basements before right, right. and like I how i all, all three of us yeah, yeah of, of course <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right. uh, and like it's just one of those things where i'm like i fucking never could do that again and um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny the way that your your comfort level creeps up with with everything, right? Like the, I mean, we're drinking nice beer, yeah. Like P- PBR, I mean that that was like the jam for for so long, or whatever your friends could I get. I remember for the you. days when PBR was the good beer. Yeah, I'm drinking Golden Anniversary or something like that. that was, <laughs> I've never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, you're lucky. It was one of the you, worst things. You got I've me ever on tasted. that one too, you man. Never had Golden Anniversary. It's, it's not. It's not Pabst Golden Anniversary. No, no, no. It's no literally the brand just, or just whatever Golden Anniversary. Golden anniversary. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Where are, you, are you from? Here. Uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, but I definitely bought the Golden Anniversary huh. at a Market Basket in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a liquor store right next to the Market Basket in Newburyport, and they sell Black Label uh, oh, yeah. beer, and it's okay. the only Black li- place I've ever found Black Label beer. Excuse me, on the East Coast. Excuse me, a minute. It's Carling's Black Label. Carling's Black Label. <laughs> you got to get that shit right. I do <laughs> have. I have a mild obsession with with uh, what I call grandpa beers, and yeah, I want to yeah. do like a grandpa. No, that's that is the grandpa when he used to bowl beer. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That is the bowling beer. I th- Black Label. I kind of want to make like label. a coffee table book of of like bad like grampy beers. Yeah, Don't kind of. Do that's it. do it right yeah, now. That's awesome. Right. Plus talk- peels. There's peels as well. I was gonna say you have Briggs too. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I think between the two of us, Blake, we drank <laughs> we, all of the grampy beers. Compendium of, yeah, of right. grandpa so, beers. So Sorry, you, we got way off track there. No, that's okay. No, that's let's cool, let's finish this one out. Have you enjoyed yourself a delicious Schaefer? I have to Schaefer. enjoy myself a delicious <laughs> Schaefer. Uh, if you go to, like if you've been to New York recently, I don't know. I feel like that's like coming into every bar down there. Oh, like a no. like a shot, like a shot of like uh, old Overholt and a and a Schaefer are kind of like it's the a happy hipster beer. It, oh, definitely interesting. The, oh the brand God. has been reinvigorated. What, they don't do like Jenny Cream Ale down there? Or? Jenny Cream Ale is big too. That was the one, That's the last one. time oh, I played no. in New York, there was some Jenny Cream Ale. I usually the, get a, like one of the big ass cans of Jenny Cream Ale when I play disc golf. Oh, I'm not perfect. over this whole Schaefer revival yeah, yet. Yeah, Schaefer's coming back, man. I mean, PBR wasn't hip enough, I guess. It's one of those things where I think that, that the Schaefer label is like, yeah. is like hip design. Perfect. But like without intending to be hip design, so I think that if you see it in the market and, and you're like a hipster, yeah, it's it looks obvious. the part, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent hipster. Mind, it, it it always tasted like absolute horse piss. I gotta believe they reformulated it if they're putting it into goddamn bars in New York. I have no idea Probably what it used tastes to like taste like. Tastes like, but I mean, I'm you're not. It's New York. You you can't afford to live in New York. Never mind drink in New York. You're not gonna be <laughs> picky if it's got alcohol and bubbles. So now in you're it. paying eight, eight bucks for a Schaefer. Yeah. Well, eight bucks for a Schaefer and but a shot of in a glass. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, uh, is uh, again, please talk me out of it if we're there. But uh, is is there a girl in that song? Um, yeah, but it's not really like a girl. It's like a conceptual girl it's yeah. not about anything in particular and it's funny like i you know you you, you think like the rock and roll guy and it's it's not but it wasn't ever for me like like hey let's get drunk at a party and sleep with someone it was always like hey let's get super drunk at a party and stay up crying with someone yeah, kind of situation yeah. sad emo boy stuff right. you know yeah. and um yeah and i know it's it's more like it's not yeah it's not about any one person it's right. it's about a, a culmination of Many experiences, people I still know and people I don't know anymore. Yeah. Definitely. Well, just that one, it's stuck already. Yeah. It's yeah. already it's stuck. It's definitely evocative head. of that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. I'm 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 curious of what I'm gonna where it's gonna end up. Um because so did you you wrote all these lyrics at the Jiffy Lube? Uh, I think I had the first two lines. Yeah. Cheap plastic coverings on the couch before the cat tore the buttons out. So uh wow, that was a hell of a Jiffy Lube. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's funny though. Like I, they talked you into like the radiator flush and stuff yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Hang on, I'm ready. Hold on, no, I got, I got something. I got something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, sir, we got the. Uh, so I don't, I don't work well in. I don't work well under like normal songwriting circumstances. Like I, if I have, if I can take my time, it's not getting done. Really? Ever? No, it's never getting done. And like I will, it's because I like think and then rethink and then I rethink. And then I continue to rethink and then I rethink some more before I ever actually put something down on paper. So if I'm like, you know what? I have a thing tonight. I should write, I should bang out this song. And it like, it's like a snapshot of, of, you know, an intention. And it's, it's funny. I always tell people that I don't know what the songs are about until they're done. I think that, you know, it's a, it's a sounds kind of corny, but it's one of those things for for me. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit organic like that. Like, what are you gonna do? Force something, or are you just right. gonna like have lightning strike in a moment? And sure, let the subconscious it. do a lot of the work. And you know, I will. I mean, I'll definitely. There's some like wordy lines. A bit, it, it's a bit wordy in, in in parts, and I'll probably cut words or, or rephrase a little you, bit you before. Totally you don't have to do that, just so you know. Well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but you know, once so like we just did. Uh, my band New Legs just did like a full length LP. It's actually in mastering right now, mm-hmm. and um, you know. We got into the studio to do the record, and I had finished lyrics for zero of the songs on the nice record. <laughs> it, well, you know that works for school. a lot. Of, actually, it works for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is funny because like you'd think that those things would come with with the the musical part of writing the song, but they just I don't so know. so so let's so if you don't mind, sort of process it out. So you do you start by grabbing a guitar and you just oh this is the riff. Yep. So you're going riff first. Yep. So the melody. So I noticed the way. I'm sorry. It's a little. I don't want to make you self aware. No. Um, <laughs> please. I'm. I'm incredibly self aware so already. Like, so mel- so mel- <laughs> Nobody so, hates me more than me. So no, you can't. You can't tell me that. No. I mean musically, like so. So melody, right? Right. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Buddy. Uh, the uh, so the the melody uh, melodies, right? You know, you got notes and you got rhythm, right? And so I noticed the way you're singing your melody. The cadence of the melody, the rhythm of the melody mm-hmm. is similar to how you would say words. Mm-hmm. So you, if you took the words that were on the, you know, were on the, on the page, if you wrote a poem and you said, you know, I'm going to read this poem. It's like, bum, bucket, bum, 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 yep. not I'm going to read this sure. poem. You know, you didn't. Yep. And so I'm guessing, but does that mean like, does that happen next? You don't really write a melody. You kind of have the the riff and then the words. Yeah, because oh, that's so cool. It's because I'm I and I'm like I'm hi, I'm I think I'm hyper aware of like what songwriting is to a lot of other. I mean, like I I I'm very fascinated with the with what songwriting is to like all the greatest songwriters. I I think about like you know how Kurt Cobain wrote a song. I think about how you know, Robert Plant wrote his words. Like I think about that stuff a lot and it's, it's sort of, I think that that's endemic of why I I write songs the way that I do is because I'm, it's like, there's a rhythm that's really important and there's a melody that's really important. And I, I do, I piece them out and I kind of tweak and assign them individually and lyrics, obviously completely on their own too. It's almost like they they don't really have that much to do with each other in my <laughs> head. I don't know. Well, you can hear the the mesh. So, I mean, listen, I can hear it. Like you, you have this riff, and you have this melody, and like you, so that that's the answer there. If you're kind of just saying the words the way they would sound anyway, that brings the melody together. 
but it's brilliant because they feel good together, right? So that's that like the mesh. Like there's always everybody's got their skill, and that yeah. was that's just it feels super natural, like really natural, man. Well, thanks, man. I'm I'm yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like I like I said before, like I don't know, I'm I'm a crazy person about like my own personal abilities. So I I just don't I don't know if I could write it in a way that it I I don't think I could write a song in another like in another style. I almost worry about that moving to, towards the future. Like, oh, yeah. who cares? Well, who cares? But at the same time, I'm like I have so so much varied interests as far as as far as like music is concerned. Like I'm not like a one genre kind of guy, and I just yeah, I get it, I get. It. I, I don't want to, you know, no, I don't want to get involved with that. But I'll just say this: I mean, if you're fascinated with something, you're going to end up following it out. That's true. You know, look at what you know, like a band like Muse has been through all these different, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know, genre specifications. Like right. for that, for a while, they're like, oh, fucking Morricone, everything. You know? Okay, and, yeah. And so it just felt like old spaghetti western shit it's doubtful that some producer dudes like we need a new sound for you why don't you try spaghetti western (laughs) you know so i you don't have to know about those things because once you're fascinated in them with them it just i'm sure your brain will start thinking those yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that it will but i'm I'm, i will also be like overly analytical myself (laughs) the whole time well so so you got this thing where all of it you know you kind of just like uh, you, you described it. I don't. I wish I had written it down. I didn't write it down when you said it. But you said whatever. Uh, if, if people who are listening to the podcast will have remembered what you said. Something like you know, capturing this moment. You had a better way of putting it. But yeah. so there's a couple of schools of thought on that. One of them is that that is that fresh cut, and that's what feels good. Sure. Another school of thought is that's what you've been thinking on. You know, sort of subconsciously. Right. Sure. All this time. And then when you just shoot it, like you have actually been writing. Well, you've that been working shit. on it in, on the back burner or whatever kind of processing. I yeah. mean, I, I heard a different podcast about this. You know, where where sometimes when it takes people a long time to do something, that's beneficial to the process. Sure, because once it's done, you you check it off the list and stop thinking about it. But when you still have something on your to do list or whatever, it's still kind of percolating in the back of your head. Yeah. So it's always kind of being worked on, even if you're not actively thinking about it. How does that hit you? I mean, do you feel like, you I, know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if, I mean, I'm, I, yes, it is a hundred percent like a, a synthesis of, of my past experiences and whether I've been thinking about it or not. I certainly have been working on it piece by piece by piece for many years, but, and it is, it is funny how you can know that something, not know that something is happening in yourself, but then. When you sit down with a pad of paper and just go for it, yeah, of course. I mean, like it's you know, you don't just come up with. It's not like I synthesized all these parties that I went to when I was right. sitting in the Jiffy Lube uh, waiting room. <laughs> it's not not much synthesis goes on in the Jiffy Lube waiting room. <laughs> Synthetic oil, maybe, but Synthetic oil for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I I struggle. Jack just perked up. <laughs> Uh, I struggle to Turkeys. like. I struggle with the notion of even being a songwriter a lot of a lot of the time because, you know, right now where I'm at in my band, New Legs is the first time I've ever been the, like the the lead songwriter for a project that I've been in, so I'm not really, I'm not really sure how to even, how to even compartmentalize it. Yet. How long is right. New How long has New Legs been doing? How long has New Legs recorded before? Yeah, this this band recorded. Yep. So we have an e uh, uh, a forty five out, and then we have a LP in mastering right now. Okay. So, and did you put the who put the band together? 
Uh, I put the band together very much with the the notion that I would like to be writing, doing a lot, the bulk of the lyrical content, but that I wanted people to to um, compose music for li- li- like for me to write lyrics to. So you guys kind of collaborate on the music end, but you write more of the lyrics. Kind a hundred percent. I I don't want. I never did, and I never will want New Legs to be like Blake comes in and calls the shots. Gotcha. I hate that. Yeah. I, I hate that feeling as like an artist. I hate, like I'm okay with being a hired gun in, in a person's band. Sure. Like I, I mean, I do it all. I do it all the time. I have a couple bands that I do that in and, I'm, right. and it's, and it's a lot of fun for me because you get to show your chops in a different way. But as a songwriter, I never want to be the guy calling all the shots. I'm afraid of myself <laughs> in that regard. Although we'll see what happens. Although we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, New Legs is going on a, a temporary hiatus because our bass player is having a baby. And I think that there's going to be something that's a little bit more just me calling all the shots, potentially with my lovely lady friend helping out. Cool. So it's it's tricky. I mean, it happens so often in bands especially bands that you know like you like you put out there even though it sounds like you kind of put the band together this certain organic quality to the yeah. how the band works and all that but it's tough i mean it's hard this is hard it, it, it stabs me in the heart the uh the old record producer guy over here when because you're just finishing something it's going to mastering it's like this is the one time you don't want to take hiatus right because you'd want to play on the album but on the other hand, it's 2016, and that doesn't necessarily how it works. Yeah. It, right? It doesn't. Right. That doesn't yeah. mean anything to anyone. And yeah. it's it's not like, you know. I mean, I have no delusions of grandeur about my band. I'm I have a uh, myself and every other member of the band have very professional careers. It's not. Right. It's you not. Guys are in it for the love, right? We're doing it for the love, and you know, I mean, we've caught some traction at times. People have liked the music that we've been we've been playing. We still we still very much participate, or at least we try to participate in the you know DIY sort of scene around uh new hampshire and boston but it's you know we i'm not it's not because i'm not doing it for any reason other than i just need to do it right right I'm not, well, that's the best reason yeah exactly i'm not trying to get famous off of these tunes or or anything like that i mean and you know it's happened before if it did happen of course i'm gonna cool, right? eat that up that's the best that would be the best case scenario but yeah i don't know i just we're all working on our own on our own stuff too i get it so so does the band play live after this what do you think oh absolutely i uh, undoubtedly uh it's just a matter of um it's a matter of time to give uh our bass player joe a uh, a minute to become a father well obviously yeah i mean that's, yeah, yeah that's, we're, that's we're not fantastic. we're not trying to you know wake his baby up with band practice in the basement but that is the other sort of uh extenuating factor is that you know we do practice uh and we have a recording studio uh in joe's in joe's basement so that's sort of a Usually you practice at the drummer's house right right <laughs> right well the, so the so the 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 drummer and i live in the same house and ah. i i'm the only one in, with basement access yeah, and I he's get not getting into that basement so Ooh. help me Burn. no i it's Shots a fired. so the drummer alex and um and the bass player joe actually run the studio together oh, uh, so all of uh, Alex's kits are in the studio and that's where he kind of goes to practice. Right. And plus once they're set up, you don't have to fuck with it. Yeah, you know, perfect. you get all the mics going. It really is. It's really yep. conducive to the creative process in there too. Like, because it's where we practice and where we record, it's, it's a, a bit of magic, like trying to make a record in there because, you know, have you been in that uh, situation before where you, where you can kind of hang 
do a practice and then say, hey, let's record this. Hit the recording, go back to hanging. Um, a lot of the times the recording process is pick up all of your equipment, drag your shit to sure. somewhere, set it up, record, leave, go back to the practice space, set it all back up, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, this is the first time that we've uh, that I've ever ha- been so fortunate to be in this situation. And I will say this. We don't record like it's we don't record after like during practices for the most part. Um, I, I'm I I wanted I always want the songs to get to a little bit more of a done point, And then we usually do like once we feel like we have a batch of songs that we want to do as, you know, a, a record, we make sure that they're all good. We do demos. We all go home. We listen, we listen, we practice a few more times and then we like set up, get drum sounds and try. We usually take a weekend off and, and and do it like in the sort of more traditional sense. And it does, I mean, the element of pressure, like I said, I mean, for me as a writer is very, it's very good for me because I don't get stuff done if I have infinite time to do it. Right. Uh, so I think that, you know, the setup and the like, okay, this is our one weekend we all took off to record the record has been really conducive for the way that the, the albums have come together. And if we were doing it like s- sort of randomly, like one song every here and there, it would be, I think it would, we, we would overanalyze and like sure. redo You'd a song finish, 25 right? times. Um, Deadlines and, always, and uh, restrictions are good for the creative process, I think. I agree completely. I look at the my favorite example is the um uh, the the Wilco documentary, I am trying to break break your heart. Right. You see a bunch like eight guys who have this like infinite creative space and infinite time and you know uh what's his name? Jay Bennett says it in the movie. You know, it's really cool to hang on your fucking record label, man, but they're letting us do a record in our loft and take as much time as we need to, to do it. And it's like, but then like how they were just banging their heads against the wall to finish that fucking record. And they ended up (laughs) hating Jay Bennett, who was in my mind, one of the best forces in that band at that time. Obviously he needed to go for other reasons but like god like he was a great writer and mm. it's just funny how like you're banging your head against a wall if you have infinite time and right. it's, and you never finish well or maybe you do i don't know well, it's hard to tell when the when the last brush stroke is laid or whatever right well if you're gonna if you're gonna do this for art if you're gonna say i'm writing this song because i want to be happy with it when i'm done sure. or even if I'm not happy with it, I want to use it as a form of communication or I'm doing this for X, Y, Z, you know, those kinds of art. I feel like if you're going to go and do it that way, you have to follow the decision-making process that comes naturally. So if you don't feel comfortable, you know, hanging out in the studio and then taking it home, then, then maybe not. I mean, if you don't feel comfortable with the deadline, then maybe not. But if you do, and if that's what you're aware of doing, then, I mean, that's got to be what it is. And that's, I think, it's interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, let me hold that thought for a second. If you want to, like, sort of move the mic, feel free to put yourself comfortable. Oh, right? I'm feeling good. Um, so, yeah, so I think the old school, so if you go back, you know, in the 70s, people talk about, you know, 70s, and then sort of the, somewhere through the 80s, not necessarily what we consider 80s pop music, but... Um, 60 late 60s early 70s late 70s early 80s a lot of people say wow there's so many great bands so many great albums so many songs are so fantastic right a lot of those things were kind of culled out of 
just uh, cocaine usage, right? True, but <laughs> no, but I mean, they're called out of you didn't have 10,000 bands, all who have recording studios and right, all are right. putting it out on the internet, right? And so you kind of, because the record companies are putting money down, they keep cutting, 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 cutting away people. You know, they're going to grab this guy from this band and, you know, this woman from this band and she's going to sing with these guys. And the cream. The well, cream, yeah, I mean, that's to the, the top. That's the thing. But literally, when you talk about like guys like Clapton, who ended up with like all of these different, yeah, you know, bands and uh, and uh, you know, and Stevie Winwood and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't just that they're manufactured; it's that there there are really heavy duty, interested, powerful record producers. And sort of the the process back then would be you find an artist or or a band that can write. They have some material, they have, you know, some sort of following or whatever. And then you get rid of anybody in the band who sucks, right? And you replace them with other people. In the process, you record. And a good record producer, I know I'm being brutal, but this is what it was like, right? So the good record producer would be listening to you and 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 hearing what you're saying is gonna go, this guy needs a deadline. All right, so let's just set a deadline. Let's go. We're gonna use showcase, it's gonna be in the bottom of a of a New York hotel. We're gonna get all the uh, you know distributors are gonna come in. It's gonna be what is it now? The beginning of September. It's gonna be at Halloween. We're gonna do a Halloween show. You need eight songs. We can use any of the old ones you want, but I think it'd be good to have four new ones. Let's go in next week and do some brainstorming, right? So now you get you know they do that and then go through this whole process. And bands had like a development deals, so the record company would give them a year to fuck with shit. They go out and tour. They'd open for some people. They'd make some more songs they'd record demos that kind of thing and it wasn't until they really had a chance to go through all the bullshit and you know this guy was gonna end up i had no idea that you were fucking my sister this kind of thing all that shit gets out of the way it's true and then all of a sudden you've got this sort of unit and they're writing and they've been through all the bullshit of you know how come you always write the songs and all that then they go in and record it and it comes out like hotel fucking california or something you know so it's not I think a lot of it has to do with having a producer. Sure. And the one of the things that's interesting about sort of the generation that you're coming from and the way you guys work is how do you get outside influence? Do you get it from playing live? I mean, I'm assuming you don't have like a producer producer, right? No, we, I mean, yeah, I think and that it, it's it's a I think that that's a really astute like how many bands produced their own albums in the late 60s early 70s late late 60s and all throughout the 70s almost none like none yeah. Todd and now, Rundgren and that's it uh, yeah. well there were a couple but sure, yeah. sure, sure. but even then they come out sounding like fucking Todd Rundgren right. yeah. I love them but nobody else does right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what the fuck Mink Hollow is like the thing man <laughs> it's funny though because you take a smattering of, of records from the early 90s to now I mean I'd be willing to bet my hat that there's 70% of them list the members of the band as producers on the record. Right. right. And you get so many of them that have like two or three good songs and then just a bunch of sure. fucking other stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. And but I, and it also fits into how people listen to music now. Sure. People don't listen to albums, generally speaking. They're going to listen to a song yeah. you know, on Spotify and they're just going to favorite it and put it in their playlist sure. and that's that. But, but rather than just giving into that, I think it, that's one way of looking at it. But I think the, the reason why that works is I think the same way as it works with a sports team. I mean, you look at, um, you know, you take a bunch of NBA all-stars, great, great basketball players, and you go, great, go put your team together, and they're going to beat the shit out of a lot of people. 
but they're not going to beat the shit out of another set of NBA All-Stars that have a fantastic coach because the coach takes a lot of the responsibility. I don't think the producer, the coach, those guys come in. I don't think they tell you what to do. They're like, hey, LeBron, go over there. That's not why it's good. It's that they remove the responsibility. Sure. So I think, you know, now if a band's self-producing and you become relatively successful, let's say they get to like, well, that's really super successful, but like say Umphreys or one of these kind of bands, right? They can kind of self-produce now because all the pressure of all that success kind of stuff is secondary to that we just want to get a good thing. They still have to deal with arguing. But I only produced for a little. I was never a big record producer, but I was lucky to work with some people that that uh, you know that that were produced by great producers, and I was lucky to to you know to know some pretty decent producers as well. And most of it was psychology. Most of it was babysitting and yep. sort of you know making sure that everybody is in the right space and headspace, handling and the right fragile time. egos. And, <laughs> yeah, boys. Yeah. And then you know engineers and the engineers go, "What? We have fucking guitar sounds like shit." And you're like, "Dude." The guy's guitar sounds fucking fantastic. What do you mean it sounds like shit? doesn't sound like I want to tell you know, all this bullshit. Yeah. And so I think when you produce yourself, obviously you get tremendous uh, freedom. But uh, so I'm going back to the question. So what do you do? Like, how do you do you look for outside influence? Do you play your shit live before you record it? Or how does it work? I mean, does it ever get in there? Do oh, you yeah. Do you need it? I'm, I, I don't want to put that on. Well, you. no, I mean, I, it's a, it's an interesting thought. I've not, I, I'm not sure. I mean, we, we all listen to a lot of music and we're all certainly influenced by, I mean, you know, I know what my favorite guitar sounds like ever. And like, I, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it speaks to the, the unique availability of information right now where you're like yo i like the way that jimmy's guitar sounded on that recording wow that you can you can actually go online or like do you know the rtb book the recording the beatles book yes yeah what what mic was used on this amp well which amp to make you know the sound i can Every information, every bit of guitargear.com, you could see like a little diagram of how everyone's rigged and whatever, and what they're, whatever, all their settings are. And it's, it's sort of, it's, it's like endemic of, of the same thing that like the infinite availability of music is now. It's like, well, of course it makes sense that people are producing their own records because it's a lot easier to learn. Like, you don't have to get an internship at Abbey Road to learn how to produce a killer record anymore. And not to say that there's not. I mean, there's there's good there's good people producing their own records and there's bad people producing their own records. But I think an open mind, and I think that that's a, the biggest thing that we have going for us as a band. Uh, I certainly, I think that the record when we put it out will probably say produced by New Legs. Uh, yeah, of course. That is a lie, a hundred percent. It is produced a hundred and ten percent by every member of the band other than me. Uh, and that is, I'm not just giving credit where credit isn't due. I. I say it every time guys, I defer to you 100% on this. Like I, I'm too in my own head to, to make any big decisions like that. Yeah. That's why you have a band, right? Right. And everyone plays through each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think you just hit the answer to my question on the head, which is that you're being quote produced by someone else. In this case, it's the other guys in the band. Sure. But there, and and it is interesting because they all definitely like, yeah, it's funny. Like we're doing, we were doing final mixes a couple couple weeks ago, and it was like, well, who did who who sat in on this mix? Oh, I definitely know who sat in on this mix. Oh, I definitely know who sat in. Oh, the drummer mixed this one. Right. <laughs> like you know, like and and you know that we all sort of do have final say in everything, and we and we do take each other's things into account. But it 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 is, it is funny. You have a bunch of different sensibilities 
just sort of bashing into each other and maybe it wouldn't work if there wasn't. I mean, I probably wouldn't work if there wasn't. How do you feel about the recording process itself in terms of songwriting? Do you do you write for the recording process or is that just you just write the song and the recording is a separate thing? We're such a we're such a live band, I feel like as far as at least New Legs is concerned. Um and we don't we definitely don't hit our stride with songs. Um like if we try to record a new song, I don't think it would, although we did do it once and it did come out good. Of course, there's exceptions to every rule. Um, we explore the, we explore the song in the live environment a lot more, a, a lot more than we explore it in the studio environment. Okay. So let me get this clear. So let's say you took, what's the name of the song? Have you named the song that you sang at the beginning? No. Okay. The song that you sang in the beginning. <laughs> if, if you guys, you thought, oh, this would be great. We'd like to record it. You're saying you're going to play it live first. Like a hundred times. you know how times. fucking old school that shit is? Nobody yeah. does that. Right. <laughs> That's the old Tom Petty thing, right? Yeah, They're like, yeah, 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 we're going to go out and we want to play the song. It makes sense to yeah. do it that way as a band, for yeah. sure, because then you kind of work out all the little yeah, details. Yeah, Petty, Stones, there are a bunch of bands that, you know, are these older bands that are that were, let's say, like, I don't know, within the last 10 years. or Again, they're both those, uh, both those bands have examples of where they they're going to do these secret shows in some club in new york or la and they're just going to show up and then be playing and everybody's going to call their friends and they're all going to come down but they're doing it so they can play the damn songs before they record it because they know they're going to feel different absolutely yeah if you just record it vibe playing live then they're not trying to make practicing in your practice space or whatever because they don't want to make the white album, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but they're no, not no. setting out a, to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's a different yeah. sort of thing. No, and it is very easy to make the white album if you if you close yourself off and you're like, oh man, this song sounds too much like that song that we just recorded, and that's how you end up with the Beach Boys and Cream and yeah. you know like the the white album. Oh, I hate, right. I, I love and hate what you just said. It's like <laughs> it sounds too much like the song we just recorded, and you're like, hang, hang on, hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, okay. Yeah, okay. We're- <laughs> okay. May I bring to the table like all the bands you like? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's totally true, right? I will, right? No, yeah, I know. I'm not calling you out. No, on it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's like general, I totally yeah. heard what you're saying. Like the band as a group is like we need an objective goal here, and the objective goal is shouldn't sound like what we just did and you're like no 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 no, dude like no that's exactly yeah. not it right. right 10 more of those and every song on pet sound sounds like every other song on pet sounds in a certain right. in a certain way but like it's, but it's still pet sound but it's still, right. i mean yeah and the, you're, you're talking about the great no but look at never mind i mean that that it's basically that sound for the whole sure. album right yeah. you know it sounds great one i love song. that yeah but you you're not like oh shit i wish nirvana just totally used an orchestra here right kind of right thing. right you know it's not like that, it depends but. what you're going for right yeah, right. but I mean, you know, the thing about Nevermind too is is that you look at like a the next record and it is much more varied, and that's Birch Vig versus you know Albini. I, I mean, I like that's, right. I think that's a producer. That's probably a producer call more than more than anything. I too. think you're hitting it on the head. But then that's that's kind of what I was asking you about songwriting, like and the recording process. Because if you to use that as an example, now you have been that successful, and so like the ask is different. Sure. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to do another tour and right. they don't just want to keep playing the same shit over and right. over again. So they want to expand out. And yeah, so I, it is funny, though, like you uh, I, you say that that bands aren't aren't doing the whole play stuff out before they 
before they record it thing. Yeah, that was a generalization. Obviously, sure. there are going to be great examples of that. I think, though, that like it's, it's a funny thing going on in like the DIY underground sort of thing right now where all the bands that I play shows with every week are writing their records and playing them every week i love that before they hit the studio and i like i know a lot of people who are doing that and that's great and then, and i'm I, i'm not disagreeing with your generalization i think that when you get that's past a certain tier of 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 you know success that that is definitely the case you're right you, you have albums that come together i mean we'll go like i said let's revert yeah. back to that that's a perfect example a band that did not play any of those songs live before they right. put them together. And I'm sure that there was a moment after they kicked Jay Bennett out of the band and they got onto like into their practice space and they were like, Oh God, how are we going to pull this off? Right, live? Right, right, right. <laughs> like that album is so sonically rich and like I've seen them play it live and it it's great, yeah. but it's not the same song. Right. And, and well, and you can love that all day, but I'm actually coming down on the other side. I'm like, fine. Fuck all that shit. Whatever people are doing is whatever people are doing. If they're yeah. going out and playing it, then fuck yeah. I mean, but the whole point of recording is different now. Right. I mean, it's, well, it's, first of all, it's a lot easier, right? right. Um, and you don't have to like buy tape or whatever. Like, I know a lot of people who have a dedicated rehearsal space will set up mics, leave mics set up, and just track rehearsals and work on the songs that way instead of playing them live. So it's a different kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But, well, but there's also it sounds like so do you are you in a situation where when you play live like where do you do where do you play you play like uh, clubs around here or yeah basements clubs uh, art spaces DIY spaces things like that um, it's funny there's no clubs around here anymore. I, know, I mean I there, there are I mean, and I'm sure we'll touch we'll figure out a way to touch on that later but sure. you know it's it's one of those funny things where I don't know I don't relish booking shows in bars like i used to uh and i'd almost i'd almost much rather have someone be like yo do you want to complete this basement there's going to be 30 people there but it's going to feel like the most full show that you've ever played everyone's into it though right yeah at at a show like that everyone goes for the music at a bar you get who's there some people come for the band but you know some people are there for whatever other reason what's the different sort of vibe for sure in the basement of anywhere sure is there like a scene Oh yeah, there's definitely so like a same. basement. So like, do, so do you bring PA in there, or does the basement well, guy do the PA? Or I mean, or is there even PA? I mean, I want to be clear. There's 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 not as much of a basement scene around here. But when you get to Boston and stuff, there's definitely there's definitely a basement scene. It's multiple basement scenes, right? But, For you know, sure, genre of basement. Yeah, there's totally. Like, like the noise community. There's like a huge yep. underground basement party jam session sort of thing. One of the best shows we ever played was at a place called uh, the Thieves Grotto, and um, awesome, yeah, definitely awesome. Um, in um, Mission Hill in Boston, yep. easily the most professional email I've ever received. Like predating my show, <laughs> laid out when load in time is, what we should expect from load in, thought? where yeah, the clo- right. where the closest food is. They have four video cameras um closed circuit cool. television around the outside to watch for cops pulling up they paid us like 150 dollars to play their basement there was like wow. 200 kids That's jammed awesome. into this basement it was 
Uh, Sounds great. One of the best shows I've ever played in my entire life. It sounds no. like the whole point of everything yeah, is right, right there, right? Right. And and they're not trying to like bottom line. Like they've already paid their rent. Uh, they they're not trying right, to make right. any money on the bottom line. It sounds here. like yeah, like a year from now somebody's gonna make a movie out of this and fuck it up and put Rob Lowe in it or something <laughs> like that. You know, you know, there's That's a, like the old guy who yeah, shows right. up, right? You, you know? know, there's a band called Rob Lowe out of Boston. R A W B O W. Yeah, they're one of my favorite bands in Boston That's right now. Great. I'm sure they've played at the Thieves Grotto. I had no idea that this. I knew I was. It was a basement scene. I didn't know that it had developed to the point of video cameras, and I did. That hear, is so hotness. I did hear a rumor that it, they they got shut down. I did not. Oh, sucks. I have that not one, corroborated that. I'm rumor. sure they'll come up again. I mean, because I mean, sure. if you go back, I mean, this happens over and over again. You had raves, right? And you had like sure. the EDM version of it, and one grotto dries up, and you, yeah. you create a new <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, but still, but the idea that they're doing that and bringing in a band that has like you know uh, that's playing live. Yep. You know, rather than yep. just another uh, DJ show. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, you know, we try to find them and they're definitely, they're harder and harder to find because the advent of <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Well, no, there's just a logic to it, right? If you advertise on the internet, then obviously you're going to get shut down. Right. 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 Well, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing <laughs> yeah, that exactly. people were struggling with at like the advent of Facebook being like a big thing. In, around colleges yeah. was people would obviously make a Facebook event for their thing and then like a cop under like a presumed name would would join the Facebook sure. group and be like yo send me the address I'll bring right. beer you guys and, and yeah. like you guys underage yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bring under beer and cigarettes and uh, you know that's how a lot of like the legendary sort of Boston Alston spots got shut down by narcs narcs dude you guys are all getting together on tour and, <laughs> and going deep web for your yeah, calendars yeah, right. and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Proxy server. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dot tour our wedding yeah, yeah. or our wedding or, uh, through the the Silk calendars. Road or whatever. Yeah. It's so oh. funny. That's that's ah uh, no. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just vibing on this whole thing. It's so good. It's that's like awesome. It, no, yeah. but it's so fucking Bill and Ted's too. Because it's like, dude, we're gonna sell. Oh, it's gonna be fucking great. Da, 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 da. Okay, we got to tell everybody. Wait. Oh wait. Um. Shit. This okay. excellent <laughs> adventure just turned into a bogus like, journey. I don't even know. Like, we can't tell anybody. But that's why it's so awesome. Right. Right? Totally. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, it's, that's so good. And uh someone, I'm, someone's sniffing my email packets. <laughs> I can totally tell. Uh, packet sniffers. Someone's got packet sniffers up on my email. God damn it. I need a new email. Let's go to Gmail and make twenty more. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, t- the best spot for me personally around here is the wrong brain space in Dover. Yeah. Easily. Awesome. E- far and away. I mean, Sam and all of the people that she has, um, you know, called into her really incredible group over there. I, That's kind of like the best of both worlds, like club and basement it's in a, one. Right? It's a very, very good. Uh, it's a very, very good middle ground between. The yeah, two. yeah. You're never worried about it getting shut down. Right. That's like. Like a number one, the biggest difference from a, from a, a house show, right? Um, and, and all those old mill spaces have a cool vibe in them too. Yeah. I mean, it's they're doing such incredible stuff over there. All their art shows. I, I think that the world needs more of that, but I think that the scary thing about where we live right now is that it's getting harder and harder right. and harder. And I mean, harder. this area for sure needs more mm-hmm. things like that. And Sam has been grinding on it for so long well, it killer. yeah i feel like this podcast and and what they're doing is a, on a bit of a collision course i mean we actually yeah. have you know uh, we won't go too into it but we, we have somebody coming on who's who's involved with that thing and then that's i just i i cannot love 
that whole concept more, right? I and I kind of stay away from it because I'm an old dude, and I just want to. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be like, "Hi guys, please stop staying away from it." But okay, please, because right, because I, I hate know that, Sam would I be hate that it. you stay away from right. it. That makes me feel so sad that you. The feel, one thing that that, that, that space that is is missing is is the lone old guy in the back. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> some creeper. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Hey, Briggs, you want to go over there and creep it? Sure. Me? No, because we have, no, we both have to go separately because we each have to be lone. If you go together, <laughs> it's right. not the same sort of vibe. <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, and, and the sort of magic of it, and you know, it's not. It's not necessarily. Uh, for for the lone old guys but like it's a ver- it's a very it's a very i mean it is for the lone old guys but it's a very yes please uh i it's a very inclusive space i've never no, like I'm, I'm sure. i mean everybody yeah. there is so different there's people of every walk of life every you know every every which way of of society and and they're all lovely human beings and they all come together to do some really incredible things um ooh I just kind of like br- that or I just kind of breeze. Yeah, it's I, nice. I can, I can turn that off if it's no, no, no. Cool. It's magical. I'm right. I'm always warm. So okay, sounds good. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, I I love uh, I love me some wrong brain. It's it's the best. And Sam is a, a local. Yeah, she's, I just saw, she's a hero. To I saw some um some blurb with some weird crossover like wrestling art music. It thing. was. I was not there, but I've seen plenty of video from it. It yeah. was that just looked like exactly incredible. what Dover needs. Yes, couldn't Something agree more. That's just a little bit fucked up, right? And that's the thing is like we're all just a little fucked bit up. fucked up, but yeah. like it, when we all get together in a really safe spot to be fucked up together, nobody notices. It's great. Yeah. It's funny because the internet is so free, right? I mean, you, there's endless opportunity to to just think and and express pretty much anything you want. Sure regardless of who you are regardless of who you want to be all that but there's a strange sort of uh, because it's so big the your access to it is like the first page that comes up on google you know and so it, it kind of ent- until you get past that there is sort of a at least in my opinion there's sort of like a, a normalization of everything because of the way people access the internet. like What if you click the I'm feeling lucky button? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. But I think that that's just the first result, though. Is that I mean, what it is? I think, so. I think I that's what I'm feeling because I don't is. feel lucky most of the time. So <laughs> but, but, but like everybody's Facebook is like your friends, right? And, and you go to your whatever, your Twitter, and these are the people that you're following, sure. right? And you go to Google and you, do, you look at it and there's like... Everything's already been curated by you. It's, right? it's funny like how you, that, what you want to do kind of is thing. have like the anti Google, which is like you type in. It gives you, know, you the last page of Google first. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> or you least kind of right. search you, you type whatever. in, you know, what kind of squirrel is this? And it's like this is you need metal. It's it's Jack the dog. Everybody, Jack the dog. It's Jack the dog. The squirrel. Yeah, no, but I mean that's exactly it. Yeah, it, it's and so it's funny because. Um, yeah, this problem has never been solved. I mean, the problem sure. is, is the problem was there, you know, a hundred years ago when you're accessing music because the only music you have in front of you is Your people records. who are coming into the area or whatever. Sure. And um, or yeah, what the super stone guy at the record record store? Well, a hundred <laughs> years ago, no, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, okay. Right. hundred years ago. Sure. But back in the 1900s, when uh, we were listening to yeah. music, uh, uh, no, but that was exactly it. I mean, yeah. you you it, it had to be curated somehow, and sure. and you'd find your source and then stick with it, but. Um, but that's I, I love the name I love the whole concept of the wrong brain thing because it's like it right off the top you're going this is not going to be standardized right 
It's a bunch of magical unicorns over there, kind of doing their own thing. But like for some reason, it all works together. Yep, they're wonderful. It's happened in the in the in this area before. The Elvis Room, I think, is another example of sure. that. Uh, which, which you know, most people are not old enough to remember uh, uh, logically. But yep. those of us in the, who are listening to the podcast that do remember that, it's usually those kind of things are usually doesn't have to be, but usually um, rotate around a few people, like actual human brains. Sure. I think, and, yeah. and and protecting those brains is part of protecting the scene. Like feeding those few people love and sweetness and vibe is part of it. That's one of the things that I'm hoping we can do with the podcast. Right, is right. Like make it so that those people have as this is a new thing, but I mean a year from now when when it's got a little bit of traction, you know, that 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 this is that that thing that can feed because if everybody knows who the the the, the three sentence you know uh, story of the Elvis room was two awesome women the Elvis room is the best place one of them gets assaulted and fuck says fuck this I've just had it Elvis room over like mm. it's like you you it, it's weird how with all the vibe and all the people involved in something so amazing that it really only takes that one or two with little dominoes to go to take it away right and the second it goes away here comes the gap here comes starbucks here comes the noise ordinance <laughs> all of a sudden you can't play in portsmouth anymore portsmouth now quiet. it's yeah now it's like a mall and there are no clubs okay that was fast yeah it happens yeah. it was waiting for the elvis room to go under and so now portsmouth is coming together though look at uh you know 3s hard 3s is great right? it's, it's starting to happen the other way but i think dover has this huge dover potential is, is on the yeah on the verge yeah i mean i'm a little worried as a resident of Portsmouth, I'm a little worried about Portsmouth's reputation and, and whether Portsmouth can really come back from from the Gap and the Starbucks. <laughs> uh, you look at Bird's Eye. I mean, yeah, God, that's R.I.P. Like what yeah. a terrible. Someone, someone tell the final part of the story. Uh, don't 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 say anything you shouldn't say. No, but I don't know the final part. I mean, of the, the story. Bird's Eye Lounge is closed. They're closing. Right? Yeah, they Which only have a couple a shows left. Do, yeah. Does any? Can we talk about why that is? I don't know why that is. Uh, I mean, do you want me to? To go off about it, I mean, because I, I don't want you to make shit up, like because I'm asking you to. No, not, you I mean, I have a lot of uh, really intense opinions about this because I live in Portsmouth, but I'm one of the last people who I feel like not one of the last. And and God forbid if anybody listens to th this and thinks I'm excluding them, uh, there's a million incredible people in this area. Right. It's just that we're being priced out of Portsmouth. We as artists and right. musicians right. and restaurant workers and poor people and poor, poor people, um, <laughs> people with anything sort of substantive to like lend the culture of Portsmouth. Yes. And we're being replaced by people who call the, the cops every time there's a concert in Prescott park. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm moving to, uh, out of Portsmouth briefly. Right. Or maybe forever uh, to uh, save money to buy a house, and I know that I'm not going to be able to buy a house in Portsmouth, and that makes me really, really sad. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've been I've been a trooper for Portsmouth for a long time. I've 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 really sung its its praises in a lot of places, and I I this last couple of years has been a real kick in the butt for me for for like trying to like keep my love for Portsmouth going. And I do love the community and there's a lot of good people there and I work right, there. Of course. I work there and I I love the families that I see coming in and I love, you know, what Portsmouth uh why, why everybody moved to Portsmouth in the first place, right. but there are a lot of very vocal people that are really working to make it a lot less fun there. And it's funny cuz I'll probably work in Portsmouth for 
not forever, but for the foreseeable time, future. Yeah. I mean, I have a great job there, and I love right. it. I did, uh, disagreeing with a portion of the population has nothing to do with painting the entire population with a brush. You, I don't feel like you're saying anything about negative about the people of Portsmouth. It's right. just that it no, sounds... No, there's, the, there's, a, there's a few newcomers that are making a lot of noise that are, it's really kind of turned some things upside down, I guess. Well, and at the end I, of... The, sorry. No, please go ahead. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, it just comes down to... You can't, I mean, I understand, you know, it's capitalism. You, if you can get 20 bucks for something, you're not going to charge 10 bucks for it. And it's, it's a, it's a truth of the world. But like, you know, at the end of the day, rent in downtown Portsmouth, just to turn on your lights and keep your door open, you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month. And it's it's not sustainable. It's funny. It's like a, there's a cycle to it. And, and it's weird that for some reason people will cycle on one thing. And they won't cycle on the other. For example, food, right? Now, you, you say you work in the in the restaurant industry, yep. right? Okay, so, like, you, you could be the richest guy in the world, I mean, or, or anybody. You could be a woman who's spent their entire, her entire life in, in New York and now wants to move to Portsmouth. And you're going to go, great, so what are the chances? Why don't we just find, like, five or six restaurants that just serve kind of conservative food and you'll be happy, right? They'd be like, fuck no, they're going to go out of their way to try to make sure that there is a wide culture of food. Sure. And these are the same people that are going to go get rid of the music. Like, no music. Music needs to be like the very... So it's like as if they... If, what is Portsmouth that Freaking 70 restaurants. It's like... there. It's this equivalent of looking at the restaurant industry going, no, we want five and no one else. And that's what they do with music. And you're, you're like, you're taking away sense. the very point of what culture is on one whole angle. And instead, you're, you're going, oh, come on, help me out with the wall, with the, with the whales. The whale wall? What's the guy's fucking name? Wyman? Yeah. You're basically going, let's just get Wyman in and like just put murals on the side of all the fucking buildings, except for the ones that are downtown, because those look like... And you're going, that's what it feels like as a musician. Yep. You're going, let's get rid of... Things. homogenization well yeah it's true but I, it, I think it's things that have sharp edges sure there's no graffiti in Portsmouth anymore one time yeah. someone spray painted a giant dick on the whale wall and it was hilarious <laughs> that's a rough edge it, yeah it was uh yeah it was it was big it's funny because <laughs> you don't have you don't have the graffiti the Norris church that's no. not what that's not what I'm saying but there's a there's also and you don't you don't. Have to, you also don't have to make a little park where you're allowed to graffiti. But the idea of, 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 if I, if you can if you went to Portland right now and say, hey, rich people, would you how about having a nice thriving food truck scene? They'd be like, oh fuck yeah, let's bring them in. I, I love you know whatever fucking Vietnamese, uh, you know, uh, bon as long as the late yeah. night place doesn't park near where I live. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? I, that's fine. But music is so easily organized. And left alone. But it points to the power of the shit that you do. If you have the power to piss these people off, then you have the power. And I do not believe that that's how this works. I do believe that when you say there's a basement scene, then maybe that's what's happening. Maybe that'll happen around here. Maybe that's what has to happen. Maybe that's why everybody's flocking to wrong, wrong brain. Right? Uh, that's, that is, I mean, I, I, Dover is, is the next thing. I, I, I'll, a hundred percent agree uh, and and you know not it was probably right when like right, right when wrong brain sort of first hatched there was a discussion on facebook about just you know what what 
what we should do about the Portsmouth problem, the problem that right. we, none of us can afford to live in Portsmouth. Right. And a lot of people were just saying, fuck Portsmouth, fuck man. Portsmouth, Move man. to Dover. It's so that's sad. what you do about that. Right. And, yeah, I, mean, and I can't and blame like anyone last, for that. That's the last solution. That's the, no, 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 let's work together. Then it's like, no, 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 we can do it over here. Then it's like, no, 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 no. And, and someone in, in Portsmouth is going, no, we want you to leave. So that's, then right. leave. There you go. Boom. That yeah, welcome to your, uh, you know, man. I, I can't even think of what's a good example of a really shitty Matchbox Twenty band right now. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. No, like now. Oh, um, I might be controversializing myself. Who the fucker is with the with the Mumford and Sons? That's exactly what I was saying. Uh, with yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. The, I was like backing. I was like backing off of it. And <laughs> no, I was like, don't say Mumford don't, and Sons. You don't might back up. Oh no, I'll totally get you there. Well, plus they're ancient. They've that's been around the for like though, right? ten years yeah, now. Exactly. So they're, uh, that's exactly. So hey, hey, Portsmouth, welcome to your Mumford. Make sure that at the end of every line, hey, you're gonna hear somebody go like this. Hey, right, you gotta go. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, you, and you can hay along with it, Portsmouth, sure. while you have your shitty band me tacos. Just be done by 11. I was just going to say, exactly but don't you right. in the fucking park, yeah. God yeah, damn right. it. My, my dog's trying man. to sleep or something. Right. Well, it's know. crazy. Like the big rock show, you want to call it the big rock show at, at Prescott Park, which was, and again, you guys who have listened to the podcast know I am in love with the fucking booking at at, at Prescott Park, oh, those yeah. guys, Bright and Lion, are just fucking Killed killing it. This it. Year. Yep. Yep. It's unbelievable. But the big rock show is Dawes, which is kind of a rock show, but I'm just saying, wait a minute. I mean, what happened happened fucking, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Like, you know, or sure. whoever the equivalent of that would be right now. Fucking uh, anybody. I mean, anybody with a fucking electric guitar amp right. would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's considered the heavy things. So. No, it does do people listen to rock music? I don't think people listen to rock music anymore. Okay, then why don't we have? Well, then, okay, no, no, no. Then I'll I'll totally play the game. Then why wasn't there an EDM show? Why don't we just have a good EDM show at Prescott I mean, Park like on Monday? Steve night? Aoki would have blown the. I mean, but there's got to be a mini there. version of Steve Aoki that can go in and play in front of a thousand people. There. I guess so, right? The reason why is because it's loud. That's yeah. why it's not even about amps. It's just loudness. Right. What What is a? I mean, I'll, I'll take him out. Okay. Good. What is the? I mean. What is this? Uh, you're, that's a good point. What is the Stevie uh, Ray Vaughan of our time, or what is the? Is there a rock band anymore? I don't. Know. I don't think so. I I don't know. I don't. What what's a, is there? A I popular mean, one? there's rock. There's like what I consider rock bands, and there definitely are rock bands, but they're not scraping that that level of right. Sure. I mean, what, what I think I mean, of what is popular music today? It's not. There's not a lot of things that would fit in the rock format for I, sure. You call like Coldplay. I guess, but I even know, are that's they still like, popular. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They played the Super Bowl last year, didn't oh, they? Okay. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, I mean, all I know about Coldplay is that Brian Eno produces that shit, and oh, okay, it is magic. Yeah. His production is magic. The songwriting is a bit repetitive, and I'm Fair not. Enough. I'm not like a. I'm not hating on Coldplay, but like, the production is really shimmery and and like so not Brian Eno, but at the same time, it's so Brian Eno. Cool. It's really cool. Oh, maybe I'll have to listen to it then. Um, Brian Eno. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a fan of the songwriting as much. I like the first couple albums, but okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought people just listen to DJs now. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or in Mumford and Sons. Right. Is that still a thing? I mean, it's definitely still a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what what bands like I even like that are playing like 
stadium shows anymore. Right, right. I mean, there's definitely still a lot of bands that play rock music. I just don't think it really fits in with popular music right. as much anymore. Just but, try- you know, everything like that is kind of cyclic anyways. What's the last... I'm just trying to think of, like, what the last big show I went to was. Like, what's the last big show you went to? Like, uh, like- I, I saw Ween recently, which was great. Um, that was really good. Certainly not uh, pop culturally savvy. No, no. Way, I mean, I, I mean it was no. big for me, maybe, personally. Yeah. I was at the House of Blues in Boston, so it was so a decent size show. 5,000 in there? Uh, is it that many? I don't know. I don't it's, know. it's you know, it's 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 thousands for sure, I think. Um, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ween um, is one of those bands, man, that I just can't wrap my head not around. Not for you, huh? No. Ah, too bad. It's definitely not for everyone, uh, but you know it's kind of a, a, a somewhat tragic story that kind of came I know. back again. You know they they broke up and and then uh, the reunion show was great. Everyone was really good and it was all the the same guys. And it, it was is awesome. It's funny how that that like Ween is one of those bands where it's like I get that they're good. Mm-hmm. I respect the fact that Ween is good music. Sure. It's just not a flavor you care yeah. for, right? I feel that way about what's the, who's the other band? Oh, Tool. Not yeah, a t- not, not for a t- you. Not huh? a Tool guy. That's the. I mean, a lot of those bands that have like such a specific sound, or it's kind of like a flavor thing. Like it's like there's nothing good or bad about it. It's just not for you, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. Sure. Yeah. I'm and I'm sorry. I'm like so distracted about trying to think if there's any like popular rock bands right yeah, now. Yeah. No, I can't think of any. I, that's why I I I'm tend like to so think that there's none. Um. Yeah. Who. I, don't Cold, know. I mean, yeah, like Coldplay. I think that that's the like that's probably they're the, like the last band with like a drummer and amps on stage right, that right. isn't like reuniting. Right, 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 right. What the? F- yeah, whatever. Nothing. It's hopeless. I mean, the 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 good the good part of it is that there there's there's now more way more like mid level sort of semi national acts than there's ever been. Yeah, and 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 getting your music out there is so much. It's like information is so easy to come by too. You know, so yeah. it's you know self promotion is is uh it works and it's a lot easier <sighs> it's 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 definitely disheartening um at times to be a rock and roll musician and like <laughs> in like a completely unironic way i mean all i want to do is start led zeppelin i mean like i right, like right. that but like you know who would reject me everyone up here and also everyone down here and sure. I, i'm holding my hand very high and very yeah. low for people who can who don't <laughs> right. have a visual on me Let right me, uh, i don't know what i missed. Just everyone but uh, I, I apologize myself and duncan i apologize if i if i missed it while i was i just let the dog out but so flip it around is there an audience for people who sing stuff yes sure like it, so when so is there an audience for people who who you're gonna you're you are expressing their feelings on their behalf like the, the piece you play at the beginning, you could put that forward in a shitload of different types of genres, but it's the, the, the kernel of what you're saying and playing and, and writing is there. Is there an audience? Absolutely. So the question then is when you say like, what's rock music? I mean, that's hard because now it sounds like, okay, you know, black people excluded. It's just like Nickelback, except it's better or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Like it's um, um, obviously that's not how I feel, but I'm saying 
stereotypically. That's like saying, oh, it's like, you know, R&B, which is like no white people can do it. And if they do it, they're like, you know, fucking Timberlake or, you know, it's that all that fucking bullshit has nothing to do with the audience at all. That has to do with making money off right. doing it. Right. Truth is that everybody listens to all this stuff. Sure. So the question isn't really whether or not, you know, who's making it. It's how do you get to play it live in front of people? Sure. Well, you know what? Uh, I I know it's not rock music. I don't. I'm not dumb, and I don't. I'm not confused about my genres here. You know who's making seriously progressive music in the limelight right now? Like awesome, Beyonce. Lo- yes, <laughs> less so. Honestly, I'm, I'm, they, they I'm pro- not even joking, but I, I was, no, I was hoping you were saying Beyonce. Huge fan. Good. They performed together at the BET, though. Uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. That, that is the tip that right dude now. dude is rocking yeah. everyone's world. Yeah, and then the whole group. Flying Lotus, Thundercats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Un- yeah. That whole kind Unreal. Of- Unreal. It's the, no most, it's the most interesting thing that is playing stadiums right now. Yeah, and if you want... And Beyonce right. is also... Sure. I yeah, fucking I, love Beyonce. Well, it's a, different, it's a different thing because I think... Well, okay. It depends on how you define the word rock music, but we should just throw that word out. Bottom line well, yeah, is... yeah, Run sure. DMC's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Right, right. So, so throw the word out. But, but if you're looking for something that is creative and aggressive and in our case, loud, right? We're also talking about loud, Yes. Right? Yep. So Important. If I can listen to... If I can listen to Flying Lotus, right? If I can listen to the Foo Fighters, it oh, doesn't. There it is. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Oh, right. Well, yeah, but they're, they're great. But they, but they've been popular since rock music was right. popular. That's too, what right? I mean. Yeah, like True. yeah, they kind of grandfathered. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yes. um, they're like no doubt, you know, like a ska band, you know, like sure, sure, know, sure. Like, so um, it's no doubt, still popular. It's not the point. I'm <laughs> okay. saying that you, you only on, need on. one, That's and once you have one, you're you know the whole ska's still alive. You're like. Eh. Um, <laughs> Scott, right. Let's all agree right now. Sky is not still alive. But yeah, but, but Sky will be no, as lo- see, alive as long as people have high school bands. But that's <laughs> but but you're hitting it on the head, right? Are there people who want to get into a room and like what do Scott people do? They still call it pogoing now. Skanking, right? skanking, okay. skanking. Pogoing is when you just jump up and down. Yeah, anyway, right? so skanking anyway, the, the are, do the people want to do this? They totally want to do this. And 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 the problem is that it's it's hard to co-opt into a into an easy thing to sell and it's if you're going to put money into something that's probably not the most perfect you know blah 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 blah. but the internet's there which means when i turn on my fucking spotify i can listen to scott music any day i want to go who's selector today boom and i'm just listening to selector all day i listened sure. to the first smash mouth album the other day 100 percent of scott record and it's awesome interesting deep deep recommendation right there the one with walking on the sun on it yeah War, that is the worst track on that right okay well that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> wow anyway. he's got got some salt water and got some fresh water together and all the little fishes on each side were going i've never seen you guys before <laughs> just for a minute there i'm usually the one who has the generation gap but i just saw one right happen to my friend Briggs right there what no i'm familiar with, with oh i'm that sure band. you're familiar anyway he's, been, he's walked on the sun Briggs, I have, Briggs has I have. walked on the sun before. What, what i'm getting on though is that you you're looking at this um like you said, you know what I really want to do is the Zeppelin. You absolutely can, but sure. you're not. You're gonna have to do it like Wrong Brain. You can't do it by going and playing at the Bird's Eye Lounge. Right. That's not how it works. But I mean, even if we live in a in a relatively, uh, you know, sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Politely, um, it's not a very diverse area up here in New Hampshire. Sure, 
And so if you look around, there are examples of local bands like, um, you know, you look at like uh, Red Sky, right? Those guys and Coyote. And there, there are some bands that are just yeah. really loud rock, you know, sure. guitar bands, right? Yep. But they don't sound like fucking Nickelback and they don't sound like, sure. you know, they're trying to make Van Halen again, either, right. you know. Um, <laughs> and that's cool. But it, there is like a, a really cool sort of like crossover scene in Boston going on right now. There's examples of pretty much every kind of material, but like we were saying before, you don't see them in the clubs. So I think there's a big disconnect there. People can hear sure. each other's recordings really easily, right? but to go see a band. So I think that, I think the solution, to be honest, I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe I'll ask it as a question. Questions are good for podcasts. So how about this? <laughs> you guys know what a pop-up shop is for like uh, clothing? Yep. Great. So this is a quote, you know, Briggs, you're kind of looking at me a little funny. So it's like uh, maybe you grab like a like a little uh, trailer or whatever like that. And you just park it on the corner. Yeah, sure. And go pop it open and everybody can buy your clothes. Pop up. Sure. Then boom, then close it down and you're gone. Yeah. Right. Bam. And sort of. All right. So it's a little bit like busking, but not really. Sure. I think there's another angle here. I think that this that if you took the if you took the basement gig that you're talking about and just put it in a fucking park. And that's the way it's going to be for the next three and a half hours. Right. I think there's that. I think that there is another life to this. And I think if that started to happen, you know, just like anything else, it's going it, to, it's like skateboarding. I mean, in the beginning, it starts out all outlaw. Then it becomes overly capitalistic. You know, everybody has a giant indoor skate park somewhere. Sure. Then it turns into what it is now, which is sort of like half and half. It's, it's still cool. Thing people do. But there's still cool places to go. Right. There's, you know, things will show up here and there. I think that's what's got to happen with live music. You know, a lot of it has to do with, so I have some older uh, older uh, kids and they're out of the house and 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 they had, it was difficult to, to, to connect them to live music. You could go, take them to fucking Bonnie Raitt or Jeff Beck or something, but the, but their their <laughs> own bands things to take. No, man, that's to. great. But their bands, you know, there was a band member State Radio. That was like mm -hmm. one of my one of my boys was like really into fucking State Radio. And even State Radio would have trouble finding places to play. Right. So guess who doesn't have trouble playing places? Fucking jam bands. I know you guys hate those words. But no, jam, jam bands have the figured it out. Scene is still like real big. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so where's why is it all jam bands at festival scenes? People, right, yeah. that's what I'm that saying. But, it's well, definitely doable. It just well, needs someone to step up and do it. I don't think that that festival scenes are. I mean, there are a lot more jammy, like smaller scale jammy festivals than that's there, what I'm talking about. The yeah. little ones, yeah. Um, but you have like um, even even in this state. The Potakaway Takedown. I mean, yeah, Joey's killing it over there. Yeah, um, you know, booking really diverse and in decidedly not jam bandy acts. Tell tell the people a little bit about the Potakaway Takedown. Potakaway Takedown is uh, done. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head where they're doing it this year. I'm sorry, Joey. Or, uh, if you no, if but it's at that outdoor. So it's been in Joey's parents' yard for the past couple of years. Right. Um, and oh, he's okay. right on the lake uh, in, in uh, near Potakaway. Um, but uh, what Joey is is has been up to there and uh, is um, trying to make a a accessible festival for everyone. Uh, this year is their first um, admission free festival. Uh, they're trying to do everything donation only. Um, and yeah, I mean they're doing like some really positive like 
progressive, incredible music out there, and I'm 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 really psyched on them. We played last year. Um, unfortunately, I have a, a bachelor party thing to go to this year. I'm not going to be able uh, to go. It's such a bummer. It, it's been so fun every time I've been. It's been the most fun. I played solo acoustic two years ago, full band last year. Drop everything September seventeenth and check it out if you are in New Hampshire and listening. But uh, I mean, you know, you're right. There, there are more jam band podcasts, but or jam band podcasts. Festivals, <laughs> Sorry, festivals. Great, great. festivals. Uh, uh, but I will say that, like the, it's funny. The bigger festivals, all of the bigger festivals, aren't really jam band festivals anymore, right? You got Lollapalooza, you have Coachella, right. you right. have Bonnaroo. I mean, those aren't jam band festivals anymore. Right. Even like, e- like if there's a jam band on the bill, it's surprising almost. Right. Uh, a lot of those seem kind of like pop culture festivals right i mean and and to be sure but i went to bonnaroo in 2006 and it was a fucking jam band festival yeah and i went because like two and i'm not a jam band guy but i went because there was like two or three bands that i really wanted to see i saw fucking tom petty i saw fucking radiohead and i saw them in the same spot on the same stage and it was incredible i'm not i'm not a like i said not a jam band guy although back then I appreciated it a little bit more. It's it's definitely worn worn me out a little bit over the years. But like you look at something like that and it's just like it's funny because like in that mid tier, that jam band festival is the most marketable kind of festival. Right. But at the upper, it's like all the jam bandiness has been squeezed out of the that like upper echelon of festivals. It's really <laughs> funny how that yeah. worked out. I agree. I, I feel like that's where put it this way, I think that's a uh, a preview of, of the future of other kinds of bands. What happened to the jam bands? There was just nowhere to play. So bands like Fish and stuff, even way back in my day, they would rent out a place and play it. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like there's got to be another way sure. of looking at this in terms of the bottom line is you're going to get together as a group in order to, let's say you want to dance. So that's where the EDM thing comes in, where the uh, you know big dance festivals and those kind of things come in. Sure. And then there's certain venues where the live thing is to, to dance. And that's great. Other reasons why to get together are, uh, so uh, the original folk music was, I mean, the original rock music was folk music that expressed something that was a lot right, bigger. It was, it was Dylan at the Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. I mean, that's rock and roll. Well, I mean, but, but even if you look at, um, you know, if you look at uh, things like Clapton and all those kind of things, they're basically still playing folk songs. Yeah. And the Beatles, they're, they're playing folk songs, but they're playing them with an aggressive style. Sure. Right. And that's to separate it out from sort of the whole, um, you know, post rockabilly kind of Buddy Holly ish kind of, you know, yeah, the Elvisy kind of version of of what rock was. But all those things were still folk songs. They're just it wasn't until later where you got where you started to go really riff heavy, where things changed, and that's where post Jimmy kind of things turned into sure. these, you know, the Sabbath kind of bands where they're really riff first, yeah. you know. But even then, you're still talking about songs. And so, and you know, you could argue a lot of different ways. You could argue that, you know, like, uh, whatever, a song is great, whether you can sing it on an acoustic guitar or not, or you could uh, argue the other side of that, which is all great songs you can play singing around a campfire, right? Right. Um, But the reality is, I think there's like that moment that the audience is looking for. Sometimes you can't get by yourself. You've got to be in a group to go and experience it and i think that's what we're talking about right here and so 
I think some places around the world they have a like for example, uh, Britain has a lot of little festivals, and and that'll yeah. break up into these different types of things. Right. And it's not all like you know Glastonbury where you're going to see Muse and then you're going to see like a dance band and then you're going to see a pop girl sure. and, and all that. I think that's honestly, I think that's the solution here. But you know, I mean, to kind of pull that around, I think there is somebody who wants to hear what you want to say. Absolutely. And the old vibe of how it used to be, which is, hey, we're going to get together a place where everybody's going to try to get hammered or get laid, and we're also going to listen to your new band, isn't a vibe anymore. It's just not happening the same way. You know whose fault that is? It's the internet's fault. I mean, I feel like the internet is the persistent and always happening version of that festival right now. I can go onto Bandcamp and get stuck in a hole where I can click from one Bandcamp page to the next Bandcamp page to the next Bandcamp page and only really hear bands that sound like something, but but you can't do it with other people. Well, and it's it's a funny thing like that because people relish the social media experience so much. And yeah. so, you know, a new record comes out and everybody's posting like, oh, the new Pine Grove record came out so fucking good. And I'm like, I'm psyched on that record too. And we have this shared experience. No, you're right. You're but right. we're not right. having the shared experience in the same room. I mean, it, it really... But you are having the shared experience. We it's, are it's having a, a shared experience. Shared experience. Yep. I mean, and, and I certainly am operating from a music scene that's... that's uh, I don't want to say more loner-oriented music scene but there's a lot of internet presence in what in what i'm doing uh and i feel like the shared experience does often happen on social media it's a funny so, thing so is that is that just the answer right there is this is this sort of like a bunch of people who used to put on plays and musicals going oh this movie stuff you know uh, is that just <laughs> well, that's what, what happened is there I mean, really no reason to have big i mean you're always going to have every now and then you have these big spectacles but sure is it just going away? Well, I mean, did is it the, as simple did, as that? Just the idea of going out with two hundred people and seeing a band is going away? Oh man, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 an it's an interesting thought, and it's a it's an it's certainly a mental exercise to say, do we do we listen? So the weirdest thing to to reference here, but the move the Pixar movie yeah, Wall-E, you're, you're you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly, yeah. All the guys sitting in the the chairs with the glasses on they're just sitting there and they're all experiencing the same thing at the same time and they're next to each other but they're not really interacting with each other i just right. finished i just finished audio and i'm going into music for a google vr game right now it's going to come out this christmas because there's all this vr this is yeah. the, this is the christmas like a, not like, christmas. This like is a the holiday phone? season of vrs like a, you, you slap That's your phone it, to your yeah, face yeah, yeah. everybody's going to be doing vr with their cell phone this christmas or this holidays they're going to be trying to sell stuff for that whether huh. it's successful or not but yeah, it's you don't have to even reference while he you're there. There's no question people would rather, for the most part, stay home and watch a movie than to go to the Googleplex and watch <laughs> a movie there, right? I mean, my and I love my girlfriend to death. The the thing I love the most uh, as far as movies is concerned is experiencing it in the theater. Right. And Alyssa could not be bothered to step foot in a movie theater right. ever if I didn't physically force her to get in the car and come with me. Right. And that's and that's a completely valid both sides are 100%. valid, right? And I and I get that from what you're saying is it's like the the point is the movie theater, the people who make movies cannot go, okay, what do we have to do to get their asses out into the seats? Right. What they have to do is what they love doing. And I think there will always be well, let's okay. But, so but, I have a I have a friend who loves arguing with this shit with me, and it, we used to this goes all the way back to Napster, you know. And how the fuck? I mean, I was gonna sell music for the rest of my life, and how the fuck is one everybody? Doing it? And the guy's doing guys basically coming back, going like like an archaeologist or whatever. He's like, 
Yeah, he goes, you know, there's some gypsy dude who's just laughing his ass off right now because you're the one who came up and jammed a fucking, you know, uh, a microphone in his face and was like, ooh, I got you now. And then you just sold copies of him. And he's like, I used to get all this money to do shows and you're just taking recordings of me, right? right. And now I'm bitching that I can't sell recordings and I got to go out and play live, right? You know, it's like there is an evolution to all this stuff. Well, it's funny how, how, how young the actual artifact of recording really is. Right. I mean, owning music right. is so young. Sure. Right? I mean, and it, it doesn't feel young because everyone in this room has always had it. Right. And then, yeah, and but, but if we all had kids today, they're going to grow up not owning music. They're going to own any music. They're right. just going to listen to it. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I, but that's not a bad thing. No. And, and again, so... I mean, I think it's a bad thing, but it's not right. a bad thing for the collective... Well, um, maybe it is. His argument is a different his, thing. His right? argument would be one of the reasons why so many people don't want to spend 18 bucks on a damn CD is because most CDs suck. And he's right. Oh, yeah, you have to just go, okay, you're right. Fine. And so one of the reasons why people don't want to go out to a bar to see a band is because most bar bands suck. I'm sorry. Now, around here, we're lucky to have rather. such a thin, like, sort of, you have to work so hard to get. To play at Furies and all that kind of shit that we're actually lucky to have so many great bands around here because there's right. nowhere to right. fucking play. So you really can't just like just show up with 20 of your you know frat friends and play sure. somewhere and sure. blow off a Friday night. And it really Everybody's is. Everybody's pretty good around here, but that's the reason why there aren't 30. If there were 30 bars, do you really think there's 30 great bands to play in them? No. I mean, in a, in a no. genre there's that is not. pleasing to the squares, no, but I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it's diverse Do talent I th- in this area. Yeah, right? I think there's 30 great bands in this Yeah, area. not every week. Not every week. But yeah, no, but th- all those bands would have to be playing every single weekend, yeah. and yes. that's that's the real issue. You don't need 30 bands to right. fill 30 bars. You need 200 bands to fill 30 Nobody bars. Nobody wants live venues available to people more than me. Of Let's course. just get that out of the right. of anybody course. who's listening. No, I'm not course. dissing that. And I believe that if they're it's a chicken egg thing, if they were there, it would spur a lot more people to play bands. Right. But the reality is I'm just looking from the audience's point of view. The audience is like people don't go out fucking twice three times a week anyway. They're gonna go out maybe once a week. Sure. Most of the time they're just gonna Netflix and fucking chill. Or Netflix or whatever, and fuck, yeah. right? And it's basically they're just not going out. So Who's going to be in the audience of all these bands? We're looking back at a sure. heyday where there wasn't home theater. There wasn't the internet. You did have to leave your house right. to be entertained. And it's just a little different thing. But not even beyond, but beyond that. I mean, like even, even more recently, you think about, you know, okay, I want, I'm really interested in how this next episode of Matlock is going to unfold. I have right. to be on my couch at 7 p.m. on right. Sunday or I'm not going to figure out what happens in that cliffhanger episode. Now, I miss a, if I don't see the first episode of a series, I wait six months and then the whole right. series is on Netflix. And <laughs> I, it's I like, know yeah. whenever I'm sick, I binge Matlock. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Murder, <laughs> She Wrote and Matlock are my jams. Yeah, absolutely. Love me some but Lansbury. I totally get you, though. It's like I, they're a whole, like I've never, oh, here I am, ready. I've never watched Breaking Bad. Me neither. Because well, all right, thank uh, so you. Because I, I, I really want to enjoy it, and I could have followed the arc at the time, and I kept not watching it. Then I wasn't going to watch the second season. Right. Then I wasn't. So I'm just. I'm still waiting until I'm like I break my leg off yeah, or exactly. something, and then I can just sure. watch the whole thing. It's a back pocket show. Right, exactly. um, I, I've never watched Breaking Bad because uh, Brian Cranston looks a lot like my dad. My dad. Mm. My dad smokes butts, and I like really worry about my dad like getting <laughs> cancer. So it gives me like a yeah, panic yeah, attack yeah. watching uh, watching Breaking Bad. But you can see. <laughs> oh, then to- totally, totally don't watch it. Right? Do not watch. No, it. No, don't watch it because it gets bad. But the whole idea of like, 
it's strange, but by making these things bingeable, they actually get people to not watch them until a certain time. Right. Sure. So that's just part of the ecology of things changing. And so I guess the argument is, what are we doing that is so great that people want to get off their ass and go and go see it? By the way, I have the answer, but I throw it, <laughs> I throw it out first, though. I, I think nothing, nothing. No, I Fuck it. Stay home. No, 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 no. Everybody just drink yourself to death. Yeah. In your on your couch. No, no, no. Yeah. I think go into what, your basement. I think do what it. we're it's doing. Better. I think what we're doing is making personal connections. I think we're making literal friends. I think it's people who go out to see new legs. And then yes, all my all my dearest friends show up, and I get to give everybody a hug every time I play and New Legs. Then, and it's incredible. And uh, but then you know you get a couple more people there, and that is why people still dig the fucking Foo Fighters and all this other thing. It's not just the song; it's the journey that you take with the group of people that are making sure. the music together. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And so I think, but I that I, the podcasty thing actually has something to do with it, like. Like sure, the only like I don't think we're making these you know amazing things here on these podcasts. I think what we're doing though is we're 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 giving people a chance to hopefully get to know people like you, Blake. Right? Sure. So, and people are going to dig some of the people, and some of the people are going to like, ah, oh, fuck that guy, and some right. people are going to love. Most the people thing. are going to hear me and be like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> mostly <laughs> just you, Blake. But nobody but, hates me more than I hate myself. Right, but, the I, but, the I, but the but the but. But what'll happen though is that's another connection, right? So we did a we did a uh, podcast with uh, uh, Tristan Omond. You know, you don't, not, not Ormond, Omond, and not yeah. Osmond. No. Omond, it's fucking not Ormond, right? right? Donny Osmond. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, I'm making fun of the way he talked on the uh, on the episode, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I come away going, oh yeah, fuck. I mean, I would have gone. I've seen the guy. I'm kind of yeah. a sucker, so I would have seen him anyway. But, but. If I didn't know, I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking go and see that guy because yeah. it's it, I am bored tonight and this is something. And then once you go see him, you're like, oh, that was fucking great. Now, hey, you should come and see this guy. Right. And that was the beauty and it always has been the beauty of doing things in a group, right? And so it becomes inclusive. Then you get that awesome feeling of being when you're live and you are playing where you are getting that off the audience and then the audience is giving that back to you and then it kind of takes off. So... I think that it's there. I just don't know that the old, all right, I'm going to go up. I'm going to have a Schaefer. What do you have in a Cosmopolitan? <laughs> Great. Here's $23. Who's playing tonight? Is really a vibe anymore. Right. And I think that sure. the next no, generation the dice. is going to have a solution. And maybe the solution is things like Takeaway Takedown and, and is a solution like Wrong Brain. Sure. Or something. Well, but I mean, this is the other, the, the biggest issue that I have as a live player is something that's so simple and it's so infuriating and it's the text message. Hey, what time are you on? Ha. That's a great, great point. I yeah. hate that. It's yeah. the worst. That's, Oh, what time? No. What time does the show start? Because I'll show up at nine o'clock, watch the two bands that are opening for you, right. you, and then the one band that's playing right. after you. Right. It's, Hey, what time are you on? We'll be going on at ten twenty. Cool. I'll show up at ten fifteen. If you're lucky, 10.30, 10 right, and we'll be gone before your set's over. Right, because whoever's asking you is not considering you as the person who's opening for a band whose person is texting them going, what time are you going exactly. on? Exactly, right. because for every, for every person that's texting you, there's two more people, two times as many people texting the bigger band than you on that bill. Devil's Advocate, yep. how many times does the opening band suck? 
You know, devil's advocate. Yeah, but it's worth experiencing as a group. If something it, sucks, it kind it's of real. I, kind I, of. I would make the case that New England summers are so beautiful because New England winters are so brutal. Yes. And I think that there is a shared experience in seeing a, a, a shitty opener. And I will say this, which is a really unique thing. I, I, it's so funny. I completely agree with you. Yes, go. There's a, there, I mean, there's a, shared, there's a shared experience of like, oh, hey, you, you talk about making friends. You talk about having a collective sort of group of people that experience something together. Like if you have a touring band that is just so just abhorrently rude and terrible and they don't fit in with the scene and they make enemies and it's just like guys remember when that freaking band played here yeah. yeah and and i will say this though i'm very lucky i maybe it's just the kind of shows that i play but i can't remember the last time i saw an opener i was like yo fuck this band right i right. mean it's been really really good it's been we, we've been like it, it just sort of cycles through and you know now thankfully and i i obviously am happy to put in my time new legs is pretty much almost never plays first on a bill and awesome. it, it's Beautiful. just and it's not because of uh, the validity of our music or that us no, being no, better no, it's just a time put in of kind course, of situation of well, you have um, an audience yeah and and you know but we were the first band on the bill and i think we were as good of a band then as we are now and it's a funny it's a funny thing how that sort of rotates out i guess <laughs> right anyway i have to piss so bad i'm gonna yeah, go yeah, go, go. then i'm gonna talk to briggs we'll talk yeah, to briggs sure. about you while you're gone all right, so oh that yeah, fucking that, guy, yeah, what the man! Fuck is with Jesus that guy? Christ, his guitar sounds really good. Yeah, though. it does. Sounds awesome. It really does. Yeah. I, we have to go on Guitar Gear and find out what he uses. Right. right. Hold on, we can just take a picture of it. I guess <laughs> it's sitting right here. <laughs> I gotta turn this thing off. Yeah, I looked up the Tuckaway Takedown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they did like an Indiegogo, mm. but it doesn't look like they got exactly what they wanted. Okay. Out of it, I don't know that it's uh, it's it's funny because again, like what we were just saying before, it's like it looks like they're trying to do an outdoor thing. Am I off? But let me find out when this Indiegogo is, so I'm not making an embarrassment of myself here. But oh yeah, this looks like it was back a little ways. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think the bottom line is the it, it's a festival. They try to do it outdoors. They're they're booking the thing. This is exactly what I'm talking about. But again, it's going to take a little bit of magic. It's right, going to take. Sure. Uh, I'm sure Joey the, or whoever the uh, is it Joey Pratt. It, I'm sure he's doing a fantastic job, but yeah, he can't be the only person in the whole world that does this, right? right? And so the same thing happened with uh, Elvis Room. You have a memory of the Elvis Room, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was great. Did you play there? I played there one time. Uh, I opened up for the guy from uh, King Missile, the detachable penis uh, band. Everybody he, knows, but he did. It wasn't the band. Penis. Yeah, you remember that one. I know, you get, and, and, and you get it mixed up with the one where all I wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, which is a yeah, different, different, song. different one. <laughs> right. But anyways, yeah, that guy was uh, doing spoken word that night, the yeah. detachable penis guy. It was awesome. But I mean, listen to what we just said. So now you got this cool place, right? And it's it's in Portsmouth, which is a cool place, right? It's got a cool vibe, right? Yeah. All so far, all three of those things are dependent on the people who put this thing together, right? Right. But they booked a fucking great show, right? Yeah, sure. So it's funny. You can like bitch about every scene people bitch about it. Like Boston used to have fucking 10,000 clubs too, and now it's got like eight. But still, if you look at like the Paradise, the Paradise still has fucking cool shows going in there. Like it always comes down to the booking. It's like an old radio show. Back in my day, you didn't have the internet, and you had to listen to the sound come through your window. It came through the window into your radio. And the Paul reason, Harvey. while it was cool, right? Well, Paul Harvey's not a good example of cool. <laughs> good but, day. Uh, but, but 
the reason why it was cool because sometimes you get a DJ who would just fucking put the shit on like WBCN you'd have like Oedipus who would play all this shit that you'd never heard before mm-hmm. and he'd treat you like you weren't cool because you didn't know it you weren't cool but then you had like you know fucking Carter Allen yeah and then you had like fucking Bradley J who broke the police and you too in America on his show like the guy was a heavy duty yeah. like knew what the fuck was going on but even now, like you can and on a Sirius XM, right? There's like uh, I don't know if Little Stevie's doing his thing anymore. That Garage, the I show that know. was a great show for a while. And it's in other words, you need a curator, you need somebody that you trust to go. Hey, man, this is really cool. Remember Doctor Demento? Are you yeah, old enough there? Okay, right. So these are people who are gonna you know introduce you, the radio listener, to something new, right? So like Weird Al. So the same thing happens now. Thanks, Doctor Demento. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely the same thing can happen now. I think it's a little more that you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear your new Spotify or your new Pandora. I mean, that's gonna be a little more the thing. But you're gonna get it though. But but Blake, like you were saying, you're gonna get it from talking with your friends. This new thing comes out. You're on Bandcamp or whatever. You're gonna you know check out this new thing. But I think, to be honest, a lot of it is been held up by what's been going on with podcasts, which is why this this is a unique podcast because you can hear music on it. Sure, it's hard to hear music on yep. podcasts. Right. You can hear music on the big ones, like look at Tiny Desk Concert. Is yeah, sure, love that. that's great. One. Love that one. That's an example of sort of curating a playlist of things they think is cool for you, yep. that kind of thing. But it's a really specific sort of type of approach. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. One of the problems is. Uh, the three of us couldn't get together and, hey, man, let's just do like a what's new in metal podcast because you can't just grab songs and put them on your podcast right. because it's against the law. So we get around it by playing new things. The artist is playing something that's yeah. not already published and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so the only thing that the, the artists are giving us are the right to just put it on the podcast. We're not selling it or doing anything like that. Right. Later on down the line, you get signed to, you know, fucking giant missile records they can't come back and say, I guess theoretically they could, but they won't be able to come back and say, well, you now you guys can't play it anymore because we signed it because you already did it. So just because it's new, it works. Right. But the reality is we couldn't play the new Foo Fighters because the record label is not going to let it happen. Sure. Well, it's not a funny thing, too, about like the permanence of podcasts versus sort of the fleetingness of radio. Boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, boom. Like head the, blowing off, oh, son. Oh, hey. yes. Oh, hey, my like your like 3 a.m. college radio show uh, played my band song. Oh, we'll find a single person that fucking listens to it that will vouch for right. that. And then you go on the next night and you're just like, yo, the RIAA is uh, coming around trying to ask my listeners if I played that new Foo Fighters record last night. And you all know I didn't. Right. Wink. <laughs> and then this, it's my turn to be cheesy as fuck. This is what we're trying to do. This is what we're sure. trying to give a gift to the artist, which is that if this continues on, Regardless of who's hosting, regardless of even it's us, if the format moves forward, people are going to realize if you do it now, like before the shit comes out, sure. then you release the shit. Not only do people already know the shit, but also they know who you are. They make a personal connection. Maybe they'll go directly to Blake. Maybe they'll, do you have like a New Legs? Yeah, Bandcamp. Uh, okay, so New Legs Omega. Just go there. Fuck Spotify. Fuck the record company. Fuck the record. There's no record store. Like, what are you going to well, do? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's also fuck no, going to iTunes. There's no record company either in our case. But no, uh, but yeah. I'm just saying fuck all that concept. Sure, sure. Right? And the cool thing is you could fucking make anything you want right there. You could make T-shirts. You can make vinyl. You can, make the one, you can sell them fucking beer. I don't care. Yep. But the reality is you're making a, correct, a connection directly to the artist. And then 
the artist is now, hopefully, what you guys will do is you're going to be able to push back to, you're going to say, hey, you like us, maybe you like these guys. See what I mean? So yeah. now you got that whole crowdsourcing thing going on, right. but you even took fucking Spotify out of it. Because yeah. all Spotify is doing is taking your music and they're making the money and not giving it to you, right? So right. Sure. I think this is, I think it's a, it's a, it's like a zero steps of separation. Yeah. Kind of well, thing. that's, I mean, that's ideal for. But I think Blake said it dead on, which is that this is permanent. Right. So like that song lives on in that format sure. forever. And there is no RIA on it. Until the EMP. I guess yes, there could be an EMP until they detonate a, a nuclear uh, weapon in until the low, all the low hard drives atmosphere. get wiped. That's possible. But I otherwise, think, I think if all the hard drives sorry. get wiped, the fact that they can't hear me spew on like an <laughs> idiot about what I think <laughs> is probably not going to be our biggest not problem. The, not Fair the biggest enough. loss. That's the Library great. of Congress might be a, a considerably <laughs> larger loss. Yeah, I guess. Well. I guess. I guess. I mean, I I'd prefer to listen to, <laughs> to everything that you've got. To Don't say. fucking say shit like that. <laughs> so, speaking of new things, do you have? Do you want to play something else? Uh, yeah, that you saw me. You saw me great. itching for my yeah, awesome. guitar going there. All right, hold on. I got take your time. Take your sure. time. Take your time. Jack has been a uh, a surprisingly uh, quiet addition to this uh, this podcast. Well, people who've it's listened, chiller. if they're listening in order. This will be yeah. uh, this is episode number six. Correct. People remember way back in episode five when Jack had eaten something earlier in the day. Ah. Oh, he's the and has decided that he needed to go outside like four times during Phil's podcast. Hey, sometimes that happens. Poor little guy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> he, eating something. That so, doesn't agree with no, I'm trying to make the joke, but I can't do the I can't do the verbiage. So first time he dropped a deuce. Ah, what is the second time the, did he drop the, the quattro? The yeah. like, no, no, no. It I depends had to keep if it's uh, you know four times as big. No, it's not. It's just is the deuce still a deuce the second time? Yeah, a qu- uh, quat, quat, See, that's what I'm saying. Then he drops, but then if but then if he drops first a deuce, then a quoose. You went out then a hexus. No, I don't think that's it. I think it. I think it goes in 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 exponential. Oh, okay. So it's an octo octus. Okay, this sucks. Well, no. <laughs> I'm just giving him time to tune. Yeah, Exp- yeah, expone- no, totally. A deuce exponentially is a is a quoose. A quoose. Because two squared is four. Sure, but then yeah, you but, go again, right? But then two to the third is... No, is it's eight four to obtuse. the third. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and... I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say you work at a college? Yes, I do, but I didn't go to a yeah, college. You know what? Your phone has a calculator on it. Yeah, I didn't use it, man. No, I'm saying you should use it now. Okay. I, okay. I mean, I know what two squared is, guys. So we, don't have to, we don't have to pull out the calculator. No, right the on. question is, do you then take the four squared or do you take the two Oh, cube? I got it. depends you. on how big so your What do you call squared when is. it's a three? Two to the third power? What do you call it? Cubed. 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 Wow. Look at that. Yeah. It's like the shapes. What That's people, why they what call pe- it that. What people don't know is Briggs is super educated. And I am... Well, they already know I'm not. But they, <laughs> but they don't know that Briggs is because of his series of grunts that he's contributed to this. has nothing to do with his level of, level of education, only his level of intoxication. He's, he's, he's definitely the smart guy. It'll all work out. All right. How did that tune-in go? Yeah. Hold on, let me take one more spin at that. So back to your deuce. <laughs> so it's not my deuce; it was oh. Jack's deuce. But he went out three times, and the poor little guy just went to the same spot over and over again. 
and yeah. just made a pile. Well, he made, he made three piles, but that's not the point. I didn't actually mean for this to go back to the deuce. <laughs> you said, <laughs> now back to your yeah, deuce. Yeah, yeah, and then it was supposed to wipe to something else. On a completely undeucey note. To make a better impression this time and The people at home are all suffering Our absence gets harder and harder for them to bear astounds me I don't know how your heart pumps blood to your head there must be magic hidden deep within your chest and Bruce wrote that song for us one time about setting it aflame and then running away I think I'll be okay if you sing it to me Someday I'd love to meet your father Shake his hand, look him dead in the eye And I'd say, sir, I'm in love with your daughter I'd love to hold her close, keep her safe For the rest of our lives Introduce me to your mother. And someday I'd love to meet your father, hold you close, keep you safe for the rest of our lives.
Yeah. So that so one's about one girl. <laughs> I need to make that note right now. That is not accumulation of girls. <laughs> That's a one girl song. There's no composite there, man. No. Yeah. I don't. It's hard to. How old is that one? Uh. Co- the song the so girl. That, that's a couple the the girl the girl no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean how how old's the girl in the context of me the girl's no, how old's, how old's the song man <laughs> uh the the song has uh that uh it's not a truly unheard song it has been played no, no, live no, no, once no i don't mean um, that. uh it is about probably about three four months old oh it's beautiful man right on i don't like and I don't think many people, well, I, don't, I won't speak for anybody else. I don't like writing love songs. It's hard to not be trite. And it's Sucks hard to not really like. good at it, God damn it. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so easy. Like, like, what's the greatest love song of all time? I don't even know. Uh, well, <laughs> Here's the we, cheesy. We, we can answer the question <laughs> if you want. But I mean, just it sounds like you're on a riff, though. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what the, uh, oh, you know what? I actually do know what the best love song of all time is. Something by the Beatles. Oh. Something in the way she moves. Yeah, up. that's. The, I thought it was uh, "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. Uh, that is uh, close. Number second. two. No, but I mean, like, Deuce. I guess that that's a terrible, <laughs> a terrible example. Although maybe it's not. I mean, I don't know if George Harrison can could, R.I.P. Uh, read the lyrics of something and think, and, and separate himself from it and think and see it for. No, the, he, he's not going to see that as cheesy. He's going to say, this is the gift I'm giving to you. I would bet, just like right. anybody else. Yeah. I don't think it's manufactured. It's funny because as a, as a, um, as a, as a partner and as a, as a, um, as a person who, who very much is in love with, with the girl that I've, I've been with for a long time now, um, I don't, saying those words to her is not, is not trite and not contrived, but when you, when I put it in the scope of every long song I've ever heard, it's almost like every single word. I'm like, well, you know, George said the like two words in the same order and something. So I'm definitely like ripping him off. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get like, I get fucked that, but like also at the same time, like, you know, when you're, I'm like I said, I am super self-conscious and it's just really hard to like separate yourself from every song. I think there's a context to, uh, to how you listen to songs. And the, one of the cool things about being here is that you can choose what song you, you do and you can choose how you want to present it. So once again, Friday night, everybody wants to dance. Half of them are hammered. And you're like, I want to sing this new song that I just wrote. And it's about my girl. To feel good. Right on. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. That doesn't take anything. It would also suck if you played something in the way she moved. Sure. This is one of the most beautiful songs ever in like the pop sort of pantheon. Yeah. But sure. it's not the right spot. Do you know that's Frank Sinatra's favorite love song of all time? I did not know that. Yeah. Frank Sinatra said that something was his favorite love song ever. Right on. And so, but contextually, right now when you just sang it, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. I am personally fond of that song and I'm, I'm not fond of, of much that I write on a, on an outward level, but I'm, I'm yep. but it's because I have the deep personal connection with it. And because I love right. having, um, I love my life. I mean, I'm, I'm ex- an extremely happy person and I'm extremely lucky to be extremely happy. So, Boom. you know, it's right. easy, it's easy to be happy about it. But I mean, yeah. if you, if you, if, if you were someone who gets 90% of your material by watching the voice, then that song may be easily made fun of. I think the other thing is, you know, you're looking at modern right. times, obviously the, the right thing to do with everything is to absorb it. And if it makes you feel at all vulnerable, then to just send tons of hate out on the internet about sure. it. So, 
obviously, whenever you make yourself vulnerable, you make yourself open to hatred. Yep. And that's an easy thing to do. Oh, fucking pussy. What are you singing about love for? What? You're like, really? <laughs> wow, like man. Sucks. But there it is. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, man. But it sucks that you can't. Uh, you can't have a, a young uh, a young man in your family. I'm a father, and say, oh look at here's an example of a of a a grown man saying I love you to a woman in a song. You know, like there's just wow. You have to go all the way over to the country world to come up with like some really super yeah, sexist like, version of it. Yeah, but at least he says I really like you, girl. Get in my truck. But like, there's no one like you. Just you know. And now that said. Then you look at like there are ways to deal with it, like look at iron and wine, sure. like there are other ways of coming in. But what you'd consider this sort of pop music version of I love you just does not exist because cool guys don't say that, you know, and I don't know. There's that Nickelback song where he talks about wanting to fuck the girl in the shower again. What well, is that no, song? that's that not a love sucks. song. The, lo- the no, song, no, the song where he's no, the song where where he talks about how she how she looks better where he's where her panties around her oh, ankles. Oh right, right. That's yeah. a love song. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, you have you just God, you like, know your Nickelback. So song. Much. Sorry, I messed it up, man. It's all <laughs> the same song to me. <laughs> not. Oh, the, the amount of just like horrendous misogyny and that fucking like that sentiment is yeah. Just absolutely sickening. And Look, how- if, if you can't see misogyny as pure true love for a man or a woman, <laughs> then you obviously don't understand what love is then about. Then you're obviously like, not a Nickelback all. fan. Oh, well, obviously, man. You know, oh, fuck. That probably just don't even have a fucking so truck. Bad. God damn it. That sucks. You probably so never even took karate. So wait, though. Let's loop back around. <laughs> best, best love song ever. Oh, it's hard to pull right off. It, do you mean... Do you mean saying I love you or I mean, simple like Joni Mitchell just losing it because she'll never have him? Like, is that a love song? I would say that that is an unrequited love song. I I would say, yeah, I mean, I would say let's let's hang out in the in the the realm of I love you. This is a, a love song directly to someone who reciprocates. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to find. I don't know. Ooh. I'm gonna. That's one of those. I'm gonna think of it at like two a.m. Sure, right? And, and please, right. and please, uh, feel free to email me with your with your answer because I'm <laughs> always curious. But I mean, I not to like, not to knock. Like, I feel like something is a really obvious choice for a lot of people. But how can you go? It's pretty wrong fucking good, though, man. Song, I mean, it depends on. Man. Yeah, it depends on it's how you how you go song. about saying it too. I mean, there's a lot. There are some really cool examples of. You know, true love, XCC. Then she appeared, but yep. those are like more about the moment of of realizing it. Yeah, you know, that, you could I'd even argue Allison, stuff. like the uh, the Elvis oh, Costello song. Great yeah. But I mean, but it's you're arguably he doesn't have her at the time too, sure. so he's not just going like, "Hey, girl, let's get married." I mean, that's a that's a hard one to. I think it's well. I think if you run into that situation, you're trying to put a little bit of a square peg into a round hole. The idea of rock music, pop music, to for the most part. Uh, is to be cool and so sure. since nobody really knows how to define that it usually comes down as being not too vulnerable you know yeah hmm. but uh yeah there's probably a couple of examples but i think you're gonna see them more hidden inside something else like what you just did i mean that didn't that wasn't a that didn't come off cheesy well there you go so there you go some love songs are gonna come down uh bruce right you're gonna look uh Silly Sandy's, love songs. Sandy's room. What about right? You know, like looking up to the top of the stairs. You know, yep. I'm just going. That's where it is, man. You know, 
and yep. uh, you know, blowing this town and all that. I mean, yeah, that's the a different kind town. of love, love song, right? I mean, and yeah, I mean, Bruce is to me. I mean, the every like, what's the best breakup song? What's the best? I what's the best rebellion song? What's the best love song? What's the best? You know, a, any sort of those archetypal songs. I mean, other than something, literally, Bruce is probably going to be best. I think what Bruce is so more. amazing at would be you know and i'll throw it out you tell me what you think but i feel like it's not it's not that he's opening his heart and telling you what he thinks sure so i think it's more of he has figured out a way to capture the cartoon version of that moment like i see his songs in stop motion you know, like yep. you can see it's like he goes this panel and then this picture and like you're going to a gallery and seeing photographs yep. and everything comes out in stop motion with him. It's very impressionistic, right? Yeah, he, he definitely paints with 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 very like it's a portrait and then the next line is another like, yeah, I agree completely. I couldn't agree more. Atlantic City, I think, is one of the best examples of that yeah. song. It's like it's about something, but it's like vignettes about that something in each line is sort of miraculously its own. Yeah. I don't see him as a confessional writer. I see him as a slice of life writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And he is the, the best slice of life writer. God, I fucking love. Cause I can think, I mean, there's, there are confessional writers that, you know, that'll say, I love you, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. That sounds like a, we're going to need to come back to this. Yeah. Because they're probably just sitting right in front of me, and I'm just fucking forgetting it. John, you, do you have one off the top of your head? Best love song? Uh, it wasn't me by Shaggy <laughs> and, and the other guy. Yeah, let me guess. Uh, let me guess it. what your number two is. I got his number two. What's the Bell Biv DeVoe song where he's like, slap it up, flip it, rub, rub it, it down? down yeah, that, poison. That right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how about that? How that about, girl is no. Poison. How about the? Uh, how about the? Uh, what's the anniversary song? It's my anniversary. Who is that? Fucking is it Bella Bidou? Which one? No, I it's don't, not. I don't, know. I don't remember. God damn. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I just want to throw this out there. I'm gonna write a love song to Belle Biv DeVoe. You should do it. I fucking love Belle Biv. Yeah, Bell they're Bell. good. I do love New Edition as well. Yeah. Of which they were contained yeah. within. I mean, I think that they did better after the departure of uh, Bobby. Fair enough. I mean, he did too, right? So, yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah, and that was his prerogative. Jesus, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was really. Bad. We're gonna go like super high. We're gonna just like, like, well, I mean, I guess the the listener, the target listener base is works on a pretty high musical reference level, I'd imagine. Hopefully for the for show. Hopefully. So. I, I was going to oh, say, we this could, is just fucking killing me. Somebody is just out listening to this going, oh, you idiot. What's the fucking band? It's not Belle Bib DeVoe. It's just like them. And they have that like 15 minute long song called Anniversary. And it, it's basically like it's like nine minutes long. Uh, uh, Briggs and I were, uh, well, whatever. We, we have a mutual friend named Chris and he actually did a song. Uh, Miranda, we did this song, which which was based around the idea of how this fucking song works. What's the name? I'll remember it. Okay. Like 4 a.m. Man. I actually looked it up, but I don't know how to look it up. Interesting. Like, anniversary, and it just comes up with lists of anniversary songs. But anyway. I'm Sorry, man. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I got nothing for you. Anyway. Okay. Time for road stories. Worst gig you ever played. <laughs> Jeez. How do you even do that? Uh, you just got to pick one. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be the worst. Or, you know, a couple. You're like, I, I oh, mean, there was this one time. Well, I mean. Well, is obviously New Legs isn't your first band. What was your first band? Oh, man. A uh, band called, oh, I got one, actually. I got one. Uh, my first band was called Cold Pizza. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cold Pizza. <laughs> Uh, warning to, um, I'm like a vampire. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Ooh, a he's actually name. drinking oh. a glass of no, blood I right love, now. No, I Duncan love loves old band names. Band names are like the Cold best. Pizza well, okay. good too. So, Cold pizza is a good So name. we had, we had the, the first one was, uh, we were going to call ourselves rubber as in rubber band, but then we realized that that's, uh, what's her, um, whose backing band is called the rubber band. Okay. You are. First off, the reason why you didn't want to call yourself is because all the old guys were like, oh, you mean condom? Well, we didn't get that far. Okay, I mean, we gotcha. were only in our, our, friend's, our friend's mom's basement, and it was like, oh, we thought we were going to call our band Rubber. And we walked upstairs, and we were like, Rubber. And she was like, oh, that's uh, whose backing band is the I Rubber Band? I got it. Cool. Backing band. I can't believe you're typing this into the internet, but whatever. Here we go. Ugh. Rubber Band. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy yeah, Collins and the rubber right. band. There it is. And she was, uh, his, his mom was, was, uh, was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Bootsy Collins' back man. So we were like, I don't, we don't know who Bootsy Collins is, but we got to come up with something better. Okay, calling yourself rubber. Well, yeah, I mean, not I'm, even be, I but I know like it's 13. not your fault. I'm not, I'm not calling you out on it. I'm like, whoever that is, is kind of like a little bit of hating on there going on there. Wait, no, they were just thinking big picture. You know? Okay, maybe they were trying. Oh, oh I see. They just were saying when you do make it big, yeah, you're going to have to change your name. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, that, okay. Good point. It was love. Go ahead. So I mean, and the and the thirteen year old thirteen year old Blake was you know five years away from coitus at the time, so the word rubber <laughs> meant meant nothing right. to me gotcha. in that going. moment. Um, so cold pizza uh, was my first band, and our hands down and a uh you know a little warning up ahead for any of the uh i'm not hating on it uh, on any any uh, religion here i personally do not adhere to any religion uh, so we played at a cafe uh that was called the edge of the jordan uh and everyone hold on hold on contain it uh yeah no i, I mean uh, my favorite comedian is Mike Birbiglia. Are you I familiar? Exactly uh, and he new, goes, I know. I'm now it. too. I'm 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 right now too. Like as in, it should have made a lot of sense at the time, but I was probably 14, so it didn't. Yes. So we played this place called The Edge of the Jordan. And um, what was the name of the band now? Cold Pizza. Cold, Cold Pizza. Pizza. Yeah, we gotcha. we ditched rubber. Um, <laughs> and so we're at Edge of the Jordan. We play our set, um, uh, including uh, what the. Uh, there was some sort of like joke song title about Satan and, um, and we get, <laughs> yeah, not great. Not, we didn't know. Like we were just like, con- got did it. Not, well, you're so into playing the gig. Yeah. We didn't realize what God, we were doing. We were gig. And so we get off the stage and, um, the guy like the MC or whatever comes up on the stage and goes, so, uh, you know, I, I know that Cold Pizza is a secular band, and I, I just I just think that you know maybe we should all come up here and and you know embrace Cold Pizza and um, you know give them our prayers. And an entire room full of people uh, stood <laughs> and came forward and kind of embraced us all, and like individually and sort of as a group as well. There was a lot of like you know hugging and. Um, well wishes it was and, directly and, because you played a song about Satan. no i i, I mean it, it wasn't really a You're song about forgiven? Satan. 
I don't even think there was any lyrics to the song about Satan. Oh, I, that's I, good. It was just the I think title. It was, yeah, I think that it was just sort of, yeah. Uh, I didn't, maybe even didn't mention the Satan thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely like, I mean, I've, I've played other extremely bad gigs, but they were like, oh, poorly attended, which is right. like bad, but that's like, a different thing. Yeah. it's not. It's not as good of a story as being hugged yeah, by so a whole room hugged full by like basic uh, yeah like an entire yeah. congregation. How did you get this gig? I I don't I think it was like all you got to do is swim up to the edge of the Jordan and then you play. <laughs> right, That's how it works, man. Oh man, retrospectively, I mean, I really should have known what that was uh, a reference to. Um, but no, I um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I think we got the gig. Like it was like my guitar players like guitar lesson the guy right after him who was having a guitar lesson was like oh you should come play at this cafe that i play at all the time i was like cool right. yeah we're 14 we don't was it in the basement right. of a church it was not it was definitely not i drove past the building today actually weirdly in haverhill massachusetts wow. um yeah it was it was like its own thing it was really weird ma'am nice <laughs> it was really weird if, if i could remember the name of the river that's in hell i would have made it sticks joke. Sticks. Like the yeah, band. It's too late now. So, oh, you know. Too late, man. Right. I would think you would know more about sticks with your collection I, I of did, uh, but sticks I didn't, memorabilia. I didn't know about which river it was in hell. But uh, of course, it's yeah, Hades and all that. It's not the Merrimack flowing the, through the Haverhill. The, the three-headed dog. The no, mighty Merrimack. The thing, yeah. Cerberus. Yeah. Cerberus. Jack. Jack. Jack, the evil three-headed dog. Wow. So you might as well, let's go to the other side. Did you? Uh, can you remember like uh, a particularly great, or you know, if it's not a great show, can you remember like going to like... Um, like going to a rock show where, where you know you went to see someone and it was just that was it, you know. It's a really good example. Well, I mean, best show, best show I've ever played personally. Um, so for a long time, and I, I personally hold this as like one of the last bastions of actual independent uh, music, sort of having its own foothold in Portsmouth. Is we we my group of friends and and colleagues and DIY weirdos and sort of the wrong brain kids on an ancillary level. Uh, we're doing Thursday nights at the Red Door for a long time. Uh, it was local heroes night. Started to book. Uh, started being booked by John Lassard, who now owns um, Lost Coast uh, in Kittery. Right. Incredible dude. Yep. Highly recommend you go there. Uh, then he passed the booking on to me. Uh, I was drowning in it a little bit, didn't really have the head for it, and then I passed it on to my friend Ryan Harrison, who drums in the band uh, Rick Rude, best band in New Hampshire, P.S. Uh, uh, and so when Ryan started booking there, it it really like it built up, and it was like the kind of place where you know you talk about it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. It was like the kind of place where you could expect that if you went there on a whim on a Thursday night, didn't know who was playing, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it was like curated correctly. It was presented in that way. It was way, yeah. extremely well done. Ryan yeah. has has and had impeccable taste. Um, and yeah, it was a great it was a great thing. Uh, and the last show that was there as our sort of group of of friends, I will recall fondly as one of the best shows I've ever played for for my entire life. It was. It was pretty magical. It was a pretty magical, super sad and incredibly touching moment to just see like, you know, I mean, the Red Door, it doesn't take a lot to feel full, but it was like, it was like, you know, it's a 50 cap room. It was probably right. 75 people deep that night. And it was, it was pretty bonkers. So why did, do you know why that stopped? Um, I, if it's a political uh, thing, you know, I go on, but yeah, let's, know. let's, yeah. Okay. Let's say it, it's, By the way, it, does, it doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. I mean, they are trying to do some um, 
some some different things there. Um, and you know, it, it it it's I'm sure that the other side of the aisle would have have a different story, but there was right. there was some some shady things going on um, towards our group, and we and uh, Ryan took a stand against it, and unfortunately, the hammer kind of came down. Right. So there was some personality decisions. Yeah, pe- pe- let's say that people made decisions according to their personality rather than necessarily, you know, art or 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 commerce directly. Yeah. I mean, I think commerce had something to do with it, but yeah, yeah sure. I mean, yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm being purposely vague, but it, good. That's fine. It did. Yeah, it did just come down in a weird way, and it just didn't didn't end up working out. And there were some some yeah. some decisions made, and that's too bad, man. Yeah, it, it was a bummer. It was a it was. It was home for for new legs for the entire first like year that we were, we would play there once every two months and it was such a perfect spot. It mm-hmm. was really fun. I miss it a lot actually. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't go out to see as much live music anymore just because I have to drive to Dover and not that I don't not that I don't love driving to Dover and not that I don't love going there, but you know I uh, you know you can't have you can't have more than one beer and it's just like one of those weird things that you. It's a different type of commitment when you got to get in your car and drive somewhere rather than just like take walk. a short walk to yep. go to do something. And 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 I do feel bad about it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty bummed out that I don't go. But So where do you think the scene is uh is right now? What do you feel? Let's be positive about it. I mean, there there are some things that are going on. No, I mean, there's a million things that are going on. Some and I, I I'm sure that it has to do with them being friends of mine, but some of my favorite songwriters that I've ever come across in my life are in my neck of the woods right now. And it's truly, truly incredible. Uh, and it really does come down to the the DIY space thing to sort of, you know, propel those people. I don't give too much of a crap about, you know, um, I, I love, th- I love the, gotta be careful politi- politically, but I love, I love the idea of 3S very much. Um, I think that you know, uh, they need a lot more focus on having attaching a local opener to every show. Well, I think that, yeah, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but without being political about it, I mean, every place gets set up for the reason that it's set up. And I think we could I could turn that around and say if there was an opportunity there to to make a connection to local music, I think that a lot of people would benefit from it, including 3S. Agreed. But I I, I, I know that that's not why they built the place in the first place. So it's logical that you wouldn't, you sure. wouldn't get involved with and that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I try to be as, as delicate about it as possible because I have been vocal about it in the past. And it's not to say that it doesn't deserve to be to be vocalized, but I, I do have, I mean, I have said my piece a number of times. And right. I, I do, you know, I, I believe very much that you know endearing themselves to the local community and um giving uh, not a handout but you know letting a letting a local artist work for their their shit is is not it's a it's a win-win for them it makes a lot of sense too because i mean uh, you know a regional or national act is going to draw their own audience but a local act is going to draw an audience that hopefully overlaps with the other one so you know more people will come if they're like oh also you know let's say new legs is playing and this other band we like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, right. I, 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 you know, I can, I can certainly argue both sides. But one of the things we've been talking about tonight was, was, uh, you know, was curating, was, was creating an experience that's consistent. So that sure. may just not fit in with their, with, with what they're planning, and that's yes. completely understandable. Yep. That said, you know, it, 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 there, it, the, the area is 
obviously has a number of people that are starving to play. Right. And uh, anyway, so maybe there's another solution yeah. there too. You know, but any look, even just putting it on the fucking parking lot. I mean, I love that. Right. I, yeah, I yeah, love sure. that sort of yep. pop, pop up, up thing. Right. I'm I'm really on that vibe right now. There's yeah. got to be a solution there. I want to loop back though, and just like on on the subject of I that turned sour really quick. But on on the subject of what's great around here, and there's a lot to to herald. Wrong brain. I've said it once. I've said yeah. it. I'll say it a million more Sounds times. Like wrong um, brain. Wrong brain. Wrong brain. It's the best. Uh, and then on the other side of this, well, not the whole other side of the state, but um, in Manchester, we have the Fuzz Hut right now, okay. um, which is, I mean, I would equate it to to wrong brain. It's it's a similar space. Um, uh, it's just as cool. It's doing the same thing. And and between those two spots, I mean, I'll just like I can just go on. But like, you know, some of my favorite songwriters, I mean, there's, you know, in this area, you have like, there's a band called Heavy Pockets that I right. f- love. Um, I love what People Skills has been up to. I love, um, you know, Notches is one of my favorite bands. There's a band called Charles. It's absolutely killing it. There's a bunch of newbies that are in the area. Greed Island, Idling. In Manchester, we got like Bunny Boy. Oh, Bunny Boy put out a new record like two days ago. Guys. Check out the new Bunny Boy record. Bunny Boy. It's something else. And then like two weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, a band called Bad Fellows, who a couple guys from Bad Fellows actually back up Bunny Boy when he plays full band. Um, Bad Fellows, I mean, for my money, Evan ben, uh, Benoit, or Benoit, or I'm not sure right. how he says right, it. Evan right. Benoit uh, is Good New Hampshire name. one of the, the best songwriters in the, in the state right now. Uh, honestly, I feel that way about uh, I know I said Heavy Pockets first, but Shayla from Heavy Pockets is, is writing some incredible music. Um, and then there's the old standbys in Portsmouth. You know, you have like Guy Capasolatro the third. I like complete, completely on, he's a, one of my dear friends and I love the man yeah, to yeah. the ends of the earth. If I did not, if I'd never got to know him any better than the first time we met, one of the best songwriters I've ever come across in my, yeah. like I yeah. put, he's on a, a, a level that is beyond the like local scene he he truly is um so passionate about this and it's so it's very contagious and i know that people listening are going okay man i've been listening to these guys i I like this guy i like the music da 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 i trust you and then all of a sudden it's there man if you ever want to put together you know a podcast of people playing their songs to you and you want to you know (laughs) i will put that shit out no questions asked no money involved man i mean i would because there is no radio right i mean it's not there's no radio but it and because obviously there is a different thing now right but it's not that's not how it works and like you said yeah great they played my shit at 2 a.m and you're like who heard it great but this is different. It's here forever. Yeah, and you can download you, it and listen to it in yeah, the car. Listen you can to make you can make bouquets of these people's yeah. records. And then, I mean, the other great thing about the scene around here is that you're an hour from Boston. You're an hour from Portland. Yeah, and, you are, man. And and Portland has some incredible bands like fam, uh, Family Planning, Lisa Liza. Yeah. Just off the off the top of my head, Boston. Uh, I mean, you have Sneeze is like one of the best fucking bands I've ever heard. Lady Bones out of Boston, a band called Me and Capri's that used to live around here. Uh, mm. Adam writes the, uh, he's like, a, he's, Adam has been writing better songs than people who've been writing songs their whole life since he was 13 years old. He's, <laughs> he is like, I, they're like one of those bands too, where they're like, almost like that, like replacements kind of like, yeah. you don't get it unless you see it. And it's, it's really like, 
it's fucking magic. They're the yeah. most charming band to see live and they rip and they're so talented. God, I love me and Capri's. I could go on forever about those guys, but that's the best thing about where we are is our proximity and our, uh, to those bands, uh, to those places and the, and the resource of being sort of in the middle of, we're like the triangle, Manchester, Portland, Boston, right here, Seacoast, right. New Hampshire. Right. I'm very passionate about where I live and I, I love it here. And, and, and the whole Portsmouth thing, does bum me out but at the same time it's not going to die we're just going to move into a, a spot that we can afford that's all it is yeah you are i mean wow well i mean i i, I these a lot of these names are completely new to me i don't know if they're same you same brings yeah i would love to hear some of these guys right on this podcast you know bring sure. them in bring them in come in with them if you want yeah and hang out and we'll, we'll we'll all talk together but that's what this is for this is about songwriting it's about people who do this because that's what they have to do yeah, just man. like you did man your songs are beautiful i Thanks, mean bud. no shit where it's it's always strange talking about them when when the dudes are here but <laughs> I, you're gonna blow some fucking minds with these songs Thanks, these bud. songs are yeah. so good man unbelievable much appreciated man okay what are you pimping i'm not pimping much man yeah you are you just finished your damn album yeah i mean but i don't know i'm not really pimping it that hard Okay. I, I, I'm glad that it's coming out, but we're going to do like a proper thing about it oh, at are. some okay. point. Like, I mean, you know, we're going to put it on the internet, but uh, we're trying to get someone to help us put it out. It's very, uh, it's very likely that we're going to try to maybe do a tape first. And we didn't even touch on the tape thing this podcast, but that's I love I have the tapes. Are, big are old thing, opinions yeah, about. I hated it for so long. I love tapes. And you know what? I don't hate it anymore. Oh. I'm a con- I'm a converted tape Good. guy. Good let me, let me, tapes let me, are let me, awesome. Let's be super specific. You're gonna make a cassette tape. Cassette of tapes are cassette. big. I'm. We're hoping. I'm not arguing with you. To have someone. I'm, I'm with I you. Help I, us. I'm passionate about tapes. It. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting format because. It seems so inconvenient, but at the same time, if you give someone a CD, all they're going to do is rip it to their goddamn computer anyway. Yeah. Uh, so if you might as well give them a, a tangible artifact that they can play in their talk boy, which I've been staring at the entire time <laughs> I've been sitting in here. Um, and you can tell which ones of your friends have shitty cars. <laughs> I, <they're, laughs> I think that's they probably have, someone else's joke. Because they all have Because they, they, they all buy your yeah, tapes. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know the tape thing is a whole resurgence. I mean, there's a there's a label in our neck of the woods. Uh, Bunny Boy just put out the the record on granite granite state tapes, granite granite tapes, granite state tapes. Man, I'm there's sorry. one for each state. There's like what NNA tapes is that in Vermont? Oh, I don't uh, know. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of tape labels everywhere. They're, yeah, they're yeah. definitely popping. They're up. awesome. Um, so we're gonna do something sort of proper for it. I have definitely considered just sinking some of my own money into it and doing an LP, but it's. We did we we self released the forty five and it was, cons- it was substantially, financially devastating. It's expensive. Uh, yeah, the LP is heavy. Yeah, the LP forty five man, that's that's a lot because you got you know what it was it a split or was it just us? Yeah, three yeah. three hundred copies all all on us. Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, if you have a if you have a, a a good solid user base, and you're looking out at the user base, going, guys, help us out here, you know, then that could work, you know. But yeah, I mean, and 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 the the weird thing about releasing music, and you know, the digital the digital thing has really revolutionized the way that people release and receive music. But at the same time, it's like you got in order to set yourself away from the pack. 
you gotta put you gotta put that shit out on like on vinyl, man. Like that's the only. Well, again, yeah, I think the and the vinyl thing is, you, how do you sell it? You, it's hard to sell vinyl remotely. You really have to be playing shows, and people have to come up to you. That's and, the and, best way to do and it. And when they're when they do that, people who've gone through the effort of getting off their ass and driving to your shit and going to see you, then they have the argument with whoever they're with. No, no, I want to wait in line to meet these people, and then they go and do it. And it's like you finally get there. What they're trying to do is support you. They're trying to right. say, "Hey, give me something yeah. to buy so I can give you some money because yep. I got something you don't have, which is some money." <laughs> that's the, that's the magic of tapes, though, man. I mean, it gives uh, it really does give people something to buy. I mean, and at the end true. of the day, you can get you I, for five bucks, ten bucks, uh, five bucks, probably five, five bucks. So is we standard. so we had we had we did a tape of our first. Um, EP and it was it we were selling it for five bucks we did a run of like 50 and we sold them all it was good I mean we did you know we we did we made made money but if you count the time that we spent duplicating tapes I mean right. if time is money you we made them yourself though yeah we yeah, did awesome. we did it ourselves we're hoping to maybe find someone to do it for us this time around or not do it for us but someone to help us and right. I know a couple of people since we put out the first one a couple of people in the scene have acquired uh, tape duping machines awesome. that's what's gonna happen yeah man. that's cool as hell yeah I know Ryan um, from from Rick Rude who uh, owns and operates Salty did, you, you said that twice what's the name of that band Rick Rude Rick Rude Rick like Rude, the like, Rick like Rude. ravishing like the Rick Rude. Yeah, no, I got no it. Ravishing. But it's a band. No, they're awesome. They are. I if I I I am derelict in my duties to mention that Ben and Jordan from Rick Rude are two of the best songwriters in New Hampshire. Okay. Oh, killer band for sure. Fucking incredible. They're my favorite band in New Hampshire. Right on. E- easy. Not yeah. even like no no question. My favorite band in New Hampshire. Awesome. Um, oh. They are monumentally entertaining and incredibly nice people mm-hmm. and yeah they're they're lovely wow look at it yeah uh, it's funny yeah it feels like the band camp thing you know solves a lot of problems you know because yeah, i immediately really got right to you right. know rick rude and they're also at rickrudeparty.com <laughs> so there you go really oh there you go got you that picture there right but yeah rick rude cool. rules um well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people I could recommend beyond them, and I'm, I'm I could go. Have on you been for down to the? Uh, have you been down to the Rhode Island scene? You played at AS220 or those kind of things? Uh, no, I haven't been down there in a while. I know some people down there, some uh, ex-band members who, um, you know, have uh, we'll say strained relationships with. Uh, sure. So that that um, that scene uh, escapes me ever so slightly, uh, and not they're not strained on. I love. No, it's just uh, yeah. it, look. It, people it's complicated. People, right? It's complicated. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, I I wish I could uh, kind of break in down there, but I, I hear that there's a lot of things. Nate Laban tells me Nate Laban has nothing but incredible things to say. Do you know Nate? Yeah, a little. the The Providence thing is is definitely a thing. You know, there was it was funny. I lived down there for a couple of years, and uh, sort of against my will. But uh, <laughs> but but once you were there, you were like, wow, man. You know, you get a lot of connections to a lot of different type of people really yep. quickly, really multiracial, really, uh, you know, really. Uh, I don't know. You get the you get the high level colleges. You have like really skanky places. It's just yep. there's a goth scene. It's sort of everybody's pretty tolerant of a lot of different types of things. You well, know? and and we'll. I mean, if and you, it's tiny too. Well, mm-hmm. and if you gave me, if you gave me time, there would be, I could go off of on the the what Portsmouth needs diatribe, but 
I mean, I think Providence is the textbook example of how to make your city an art city. Right. And and I think if it wasn't corrupted so badly, it would be a fantastic place to live in. It would be a, it would be a destination. The corruption's so on the surface, it's so obvious. You just look at it, you're like, oh, really? Wow. All that stuff's getting rebuilt for no reason at all. And how come all of these things all have the same name on them? You know? Yep. I mean, but I, at the same time, you know, the what is it, the governor, or was it the governor of Rhode Island or the mayor of Providence made a commitment to make Providence a, a, the, the, the main export of Providence art? It was a. Uh, it was complicated, and I was part of the uh, the flagship company that went in there to make it an art company. Uh, I mean, an art uh, area. So it didn't quite work out the way they were planning, and they changed governors, and it was a long. The story. intention right. is but important. It's though. still there. No, I mean, and and the idea of it is there, but the new governor is not into it. So you know, but whatever. We don't need to go down there. The short of it is that yeah, I think there's a scene. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, inarguably a scene. And I think that there's, I honestly think that there's like a, a a Providence sound that I can, you know, you hear, uh, what was the, uh, lightning bolt. You remember that band? Yeah. Yeah, That band sounds like Providence to me. Like noisy, like rock ass shit. Sounds like Providence. Providence got taken over with the, when Deer Tick did really well, it became sort of like a, a, you know, sort of like a, I don't know, like a experimental Mumford area for a while, sure. you know, and that was, Deer Tick was like really good. What's the band that I'm thinking of where the guy got, um, oh, that's Brown horrible. Bird. Yeah, Brown Bird. Brown Bird was like, there you go. That's, that to me is where Providence went. Brown Bird yeah. is, yeah, I mean, yep. uh, arguably the most, be- the most beautiful songwriting to come out of New England it was crazy it's too because 10, 10, 15 years. Yeah, I mean, I come from like a you know a little a little more classical background, and 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 you know you hear all of these other influences going on in Brown Bird, where they're pulling in you know various ethnic influences, and not and not taking yep. this really Eurocentric. When I say Eurocentric, like you know, uh, my generation, you grow up, all music history, all every, all art history is all based around Europe. Like, like yeah, nothing sure. ever which existed tra- except for that. Right. Tragic. Right. Right. And then, you know, then later on, you know, when my kids come along, it was very different. You know, we could we could open the kids eyes up to what, you know, things were happening in China while, you know, fucking Mozart was doing his thing. Right. right? And uh, and that was what was so cool about Brownberg because it's it, it, it somehow came off as American, but at the same time came off as super multicultural and really amazing material. Uh, real quick to loop back around too. Yeah, um, so Dave. Yeah, obviously we know. Uh, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah, um, Dave from Brownbird passed away. Yep, Dave Lamb. Uh, so Morgan Eve, yep. uh, his uh, partner, uh, is actually playing Pawtucket Takedown this year. Wow, uh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's going to be. I'm so sad. I have to miss it. It's such a bummer. Yeah, understandable. I mean, you know, life life happens, and sometimes you got to miss a gig. But yep. Morgan Eve is such an incredible talent, and yeah, I'm. I. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty awesome that they got they they snagged her for that show because I think it, it will really um, elevate the festival. I mean, I think that she she has a sort of national appeal, um, right? That and you know, there's there's been bigger bands that that have played at that. I mean, like that Pile, I think is a is a pretty right. mm-hmm. ubiquitous sort of underground name right now. They've played there a couple of times. We that was one of the best Pile sets I've ever seen. Oh yeah, Pile in Boston. Right. Jesus, how did yeah. I forget Pile? They're right. like the best band in the country right now. Yeah. Pile and Pine Grove. I don't know. Those are like yeah. my my picks for the Your top bands ones. in the country. Right on. uh, but Pile, man. Yeah. 
I mean, the takedown's killing it. They're killing it. It's fantastic. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know what else is great? Burlington, man. Yeah. New yeah, England, New England fucking that, rules. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but yeah. Uh, New England rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my jam in, in Burlington is, is uh, any band that Ren Kitts touches. Do you know Ren? You ever mm-hmm. met Ren? No. I don't. I was just looking at, uh, at Rick Rude there, and they're playing up at Lompoc. So there you go. There you go. That's uh, up in Burles. Up in Burl. I was up in Burlington in a million years ago. I went there. Gravy fries. Winooski. I, pl- I was gonna say I played in Winooski a couple, a couple week, a uh, couple months ago, and you know, there's such a fight where I mean, we're. I'm a beer guy, and it's funny you walk into like a bar in, in Winooski, and you're like, uh, "Do you guys still have Hetty?" And they're like, "Yeah," and you're like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you want one or, yeah, or what?" Yeah, yeah, I'm like. Yeah, right. Can I have two? And they're like, yeah. yeah. What are you being so fucking weird right. about, man? I'm like, okay, right. I'll take two. Right. <laughs> also, I totally fucked up, of course, the Lone Pucks in Bar Harbor, so I got the wrong one, but yes. Oh, and they, right. uh, Rick Rude said that that Bar Harbor gig was one of the best shows they've ever played. I talked to them oh, about Bar it. Bar like, they loved it. That's an old school. Kind of middle of nowhere. Shit, yeah. Well, it, it is until you get there. It's like sure. where everybody goes is there. Right. So that's a good, good situation. Well, it's the destination, right? Yeah. So uh, what are you uh, what are you doing outside of this? Because so, so, we're obviously we're gonna we're start and wrap up here. Where's your uh, Where's your gig? Do you have gigs with any other bands? Are you sure, yeah. Uh, I don't even need to advertise it, but um, I'm I uh, play bass uh, for a guy named Peter Squires. Uh, oh, yeah. We are opening for a band called Not a Surf uh, at the Three S at right? the Three S Art Space. Awesome. And when is that? Uh, September twentieth is that that Ooh, coming gig, up that coming giggity up. gig and um, potentially some Halloweeny stuff. Stuff, uh, not nothing confirmed yet, but there's a chance that I will be uh, drumming in um, the Misfits and playing bass in the Cure. Oh, cool, cool! I heard about that show. Uh, Potentially, we're trying to find a place for it. We don't know yet, but um, I know of the perfect basement. (laughs) No grotto, just basement. Just, just a basement. Yeah, Uh, and I play in another band. I play lead guitar in a band called Alcoa. Um, We're throw. We're starting to send music back and forth. Uh, to to write a new record, right on Alcoa A L C O A. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a super group. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm the least super member of the <laughs> super group. Um, but yeah, uh, Derek, uh, one of my best friends, is the singer of the band Defeater, right. and then Cal, who plays pedal steel, plays in uh, the band Caspian. Uh, Mike, who plays drums, plays in the band Aviator. Um, who else? Uh, Craigie, Josh Craigie, uh, is the best barber in the state of New Hampshire and also <laughs> fills in, has no, been known to fill in for the band Make Do and Mend. Yep. And some fucko named Blake. And some fucko named Blake. Cool. Uh, playing lead guitar. Um, and Alyssa, Derek's lovely, incredible wife, and my lovely, incredible, uh, you know, partner's best friend. Uh, and one of my best friends sings as well, and she's got such a lovely voice. And yeah, it's a it's a great band. We have awesome. a lot of fun. Fantastic. It's it's fun to take the to, to step away from the. Uh, yeah, one more. You want to play one more? Oh, uh, you want to play us out? Yeah, sure. We'll awesome. Play, well, uh, I got to retune real That's quick. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, it'll have sweat. to it'll have to be a uh, older tune, but no worries. Something something from the new New Legs album. Cool. Really? Wow. So you don't have a date for that stuff yet? Soon. Okay. That's, no, there's, no, there's no pressure. It's all good. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's... No, this has been fascinating. Uh, you know, I, Briggs is a little more connected to the, uh, to the scene than, than I am, certainly. Maybe. And, uh, but yeah, you went way out on, on a whole bunch of new stuff that I'm not familiar with, that I'm fascinated with, I want to know about. And uh, 
yeah wow you know oh, it's hey, a man. real illuminating uh uh podcast today thanks for having me and, and you know i think it's 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 important to sort of uh to cross streams a little bit and you know like we might we might never be in the same room and uh, cross streams is a uh you're not a urinating reference but a ghost ghostbusters reference i think we all got that one <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to I, be I sure it was that P. I, yeah no it's i was P. i was i was with ghostbusters right off the top no i think all, all everybody who's a musician has a way of connecting with other musicians but um but it's a little tricky sometimes, yeah. you know? You got to find a, a common ground. And right. plus, everybody's always trying to be so cool. Yeah. And, uh, Gotta be cool. It's yeah, cool to I be can't, cool. I cannot buy that shit at all. So anyway. I'm the least cool, and I'm totally open to being labeled the least cool. I don't want to be cool at all. What's this song called? Do you have a name for it? Yeah, this song is off the new record. It's called Cody. Uh, it's about a friend of a lot of people uh, around here who uh, unfortunately passed away due to some... Uh, some drug uh, related issues. Um, it's a song about how heroin sucks and how everybody around here is affected by it. Don't understand about me It's killing me And The pain in my arm It thickens my blood You're holding on to A persistent lack of faith Subtraction by addiction, such a simple thing, and I don't know you because I don't have to just pack your things and come with me while I fall apart again. with joy. 